Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Lux Files. I'm Sean, your host. And with me, my special guest today is Brendan, and he is the founder of Hiro, the occult social club. So, Brendan, thank you for being here. Thank you. Thank you. I'm excited to be chatting with you. This is my first podcast. Oh, you've never done a podcast before? No, I have not. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, it's fairly painless. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, I was just telling my boyfriend, Kyle, I was like, I'm worried if they're going to be like, gotcha questions. So I'm like, I also know Sean and Sean's a member. And also like, what is anybody going to get me with? Yeah. 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 (laughs) No, I no. there's no, there's no gotcha questions. There's no, you know, um, like, as you know, you know, the whole theme of my podcast is really basically just, you know, um, each guest their their life story and, and and talking about like you know their their spiritual magical path from you know that that first sort of moment that kind of like aha moment that yeah. first starts them on their path and you know the books that inspired them the people uh traditions orders you know if if uh if any of my guests like belong to or have belonged to a tradition or an order and you know talking about not giving away secrets I don't mean that (laughs) you know talking about you know you know that is part of their path a part of their lives so you know no we just we're just basically having a a conversation uh uh, a harmless, a harmless, fun conversation. So with that being said, let me take a sip of water. Yes. I've been doing so much ritual work the past couple of days that like, I, I speak for like 30 seconds and my mouth is just like completely dry. Are you energized or um, like drawn blank by it? Because, you know, it can go either way. Like you've been doing a lot. Are you energized or more tired? Normally energized. And I Mm -hmm. get very focused, like, like almost, um, almost, well, I I shouldn't say go so far as say obsessively focused, but very laser focused. Sometimes I just become um, just a lump. Like I I just, I'm, I'm on the sofa and Mm -hmm. I, I, I can't focus on anything I can't even you know read you know to relax or anything like I, I like burnt out completely but yeah. that's that's pretty rare normally I'm I'm pretty I get pretty energized and uh mm-hmm. focused and and whatnot just I've been the past couple of days I've been doing a lot more rich work than normal mm-hmm. so a lot more chanting a lot more um vibrating and uh yeah so I'm a little uh my voice is a little off right now. So anyways, this is this podcast isn't about me. <laughs> Although I do love talking about myself. Asking you questions, but yep. I'm going to. Yeah, I no. Well, see, that's the thing. Like you're you, you're usually in that position, you know, in office yeah. where you're like, hey, here's this question. Um, yeah. So, no, I mean, you know, if you have a question for me, definitely ask it. It's just it's, you know, this this podcast isn't about me, but. I will admit I do like talking about myself. So <laughs> I really do. Cause I'm, I'm such a unique and amazing individual um, that um, I'm worth talking about. So you are, like, honestly, you are worth talking about. Oh, I really am like totally like TMZ worth talking. About. <laughs> <laughs> anyways, anyways, however, um, we're here to talk about you. 
So we are going to start right at the beginning. Yeah. And um, I'm always curious about how people first get on their, their magical or their spiritual path. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you know, like usually there's that, you know, there's, there's a series of, of events or situations, yeah. but there, there comes like that one sort of like aha moment that yeah. really sets the trajectory. So let's start there. Yeah, so to like preface it a little bit, I would say mine was kind of like a drip, 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 and then the ceiling broke out. Um, Growing up, I did not grow up in an especially religious home at all, but my mother was into kind of the new agey ideas, at least a few corners of that. Mm -hmm. So conversations about manifestation and just basically the power that your mind has over your experience um, we're just like kind of part of the conversation. And I was always very spiritually curious as a child. So we talk about it for hours. She owns a copy of The Secret, right? Um, I believe so. <laughs> it was different things for her. It was more like conversations with God um, and a few other titles. I remember I was super young when I read like The Alchemist. And like the four agreements, like I was like in like fourth grade or third grade. Okay. So those just like ideas were around. Um, and because I was like interested in that stuff, gotten the usual like Buddhist interest pipeline and kind of stayed there for a while, just, you know, meditating and working on mindfulness and all of that. Like how, how old were you at that point? Um, so that had... I didn't start meditating until what I call personally like the crash of 2014. I went through a bad breakup um, and just really started, that was the beginning of true shadow work. I had never been, I had one never encountered loss in that way before. So I'd never had any of those kind of things. A lot of silt gets shaken up from the bottom when anything like that happens but I'd also never had a reason to look at myself as someone who someone else is like I don't want to be around this person anymore and so it was a lot of like self-determination and stuff and that got me into meditation because I fell into a depression and all of that so that was maybe yeah I said 2014 for that It wasn't until all of this started for me relatively recently. I think it was January of 2017 um, or the end of 2016. What kind of got me into looking into all of this in earnest was watching The Magicians on Netflix. Have you watched that? I watched season one. Mm -hmm. Um, I can't remember what channel it was on. And it started out good ish and I can't I say season one because I kind of feel like maybe I started watching season two and stopped it, it goes off the rails it well it, it there was they were in like a different land and and they yeah yeah uh, they were they were, they, there were Hillary. they were yeah, that's it and they were kings or something and yeah it, yeah that's it, like season two Okay, so that's where it just lost me, and I'm like, I, uh, you know, I'm not much, I'm not much of a a television watcher to begin with. So it 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 just kind of, I'm like, yeah, I'm not into this, and I just 
stopped watching it. That's where it got me more was the second season because the first one to me read a little bit like this is like Hogwarts for like college age students. Mm. Okay. But then it really started going crazy. But anyway, so that just, I mean, there have been a few points in my life where, you know, you take to the internet and you're like, is magic real? Or I want to look up witches. And I would get on these... I would get in these like fits sometimes just like throughout life where I'd be like, I'm going to go to the internet and find the answer. I'm like, I'm going to figure out aliens or I'm going to figure out Bigfoot. And after watching the magicians, I was like, I'm going to figure out magic. And I'm just, the internet had changed a lot since the last time that I had looked around and I'm finding all of this stuff on Tumblr and Instagram. And I'm having a conversation with my mom who, again, to go back to the prefacing, I call her like a non-practicing witch. Right. Life, literally ladies would, there'd be instances of ladies just stopping her in the street being like, you need to watch the power of your thoughts. They're extremely strong. I know you, this, that, and the other. And they would just completely read her and then just walk away. And I was always like, what's going on? Yeah, it was very weird. And so I call her and I just tell her kind of like on a lark, I'm like, I'm about to figure out magic. Like, I'm tired of this. Like, what is, and she just, it was kind of like a movie because she didn't have the response that I thought a parent would have. She just goes, magic is real, hon. And I'm kind of like, whoa, wait, what? And she's like, I have always been scared to like pursue that, but I think you should look into it more interesting yeah it was a very topsy-turvy kind of way to get into all of this i Um, don't know to be honest now uh, you know i'm older than you so mm -hmm. um the idea of oh well i'm gonna figure out magic so i'm gonna hit the internet um, yeah, uh, especially nowadays with with TikTok and and everything, it's just like oh, I, I feel sorry for for newcomers. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's hard for me to wrap my head around. And and then you throw in that your mom's like, oh yeah, magic is real, and it's like she like, never, we never home. had any conversations about this. Of course, like anybody else, she's into movies about witches and stuff, but we'd never gone there, never spoke about anything like that. And so it was a very surprising response. Yeah, Um, sure. An energizing response. I was like, okay, like, what are we, what are we getting into? Mm. Um, The first place I landed, this is all kind of build up. I had a big initiatory event. Right. Felt big. We Mm -hmm. we all talk like they're big stories. They probably just sound like stories, but um, the first thing I got into was sigils. Um, chaos magic is obviously very accessible. Um, something we talk about in office hours sometimes is how I felt initially very called to ceremonial magic. Right. Thinking in me was just like, that's like 600 level. Like don't start there. Like start with something that makes sense to you. That feels a little bit more accessible. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, my first real like bump, my the first nudge was I did a sigil to increase my artistic ability. Um, I'm like decent, you know, like I can't like, I can draw, I'm not a person who can't draw and mm-hmm. I'm right-handed, 
and was making the sigil. I was doing the um, I was doing the method of you like you write out the sentence and you get rid of the vowels and you turn everything into right, right, right. And I'm sitting there. I'm just doing it in the living room with my roommate. And I remember feeling pretty like energized by the experience. It just felt cool. I felt like it was clicking. Yeah. And afterward, my roommate was like, what the fuck were you doing? The room felt so fucking weird. And I was just like, oh, I'm making a sit. I kind of like explained it. I'm very like nonchalant with things. So I don't like hiding things. I'm usually doing right. something out in the open. And if someone asks, I'll tell you. Um, so I was like, oh, it's a sigil. It's supposed to do this, that, and the other. She's like, okay. But what was interesting was I wound up buying a book. I think it was called Drawing on the Left Side of the Brain or Right Side of the Brain. Um, and it spoke about how art teachers used to, some of them used to make art students do everything with their left hand because they felt like it was more creative. There was just more merit to what came out of the left hand. And I thought to myself, something said, try that. And when I say that I am probably of a magnitude of seven to 10 times better with my left hand. Wow. When I couldn't, you know, any, everyone tries to write with the hand that's not dominant. It looked like shit. Like yeah. I've done that. It was so, I was like, what the hell? Like I didn't, ex I, I just birthed a new hand. My roommate is also an artist who went to um, SVA, which is an art school. No, went to Pratt, sorry, which is an art school. And she was amazed at the difference. She's seen me do things and she was like, what the hell? I was like, it was that sigil thing. Like I've used my left hand for things for years. I had no, it was really remarkable. Um, and that like threw me more down the rabbit hole. And something that I was seeing in a lot of places were people speaking about the Greek gods, which I had always had an interest in, but was always very fixated on Apollo. And I was like, that's so cool that people are like, do I think this is real? You know, you're trying to feel everything out. Right. Yeah. And, you know, this is in fits and starts. It's not like I dive in and it's the only thing I'm doing. It's a few weeks go by. I was working at a place where I was working at night. So I come home late, I'm on the couch by myself, I'm meditating and I fall into an unusually deep meditation, unusually fast. And I'm just taking mental note. I'm like, okay, that's cool. And then I feel like, the only way I can describe it is overcome with this feeling of love. I'm just like, what is this? I was just in love with everything. And I start rocking. I realize I'm rocking back and forth slowly in spite of myself. Mm -hmm. And I realize that I'm also like looking up and you know, you're in meditation. So you're just doing body checks. And I feel a very slight pressure around my head. And I'm checking in with myself. Am I wearing a hat? Um, Cause I was wearing a hat at work couldn't tell the difference because of the pressure that was there anyway. So I felt it. I was not wearing a hat and it was just this continual light pressure. 
then all of a sudden I am saying I love you out loud to no one. And it was again, in spite of myself. And I'm kind of like, what is going on? And I think to myself, just flies through my head is the image of like a laurel crown. And I'm like, okay. could that be what the pressure is? I don't know. All of this is very new to me. I hear that inner voice say fast for a day, fast for 24 hours. I was hungry. I was like, this is probably all bullshit. I'm going to have dinner and I'm going to go to bed. And it could have just ended there. Mm -hmm. Where it gets crazy is the next day I'm woken up for work by a coworker. And, you know, I'm sleeping. So the first thing I do when my phone goes off is I look at the time because why the fuck is somebody calling me? It said it was seven something in the morning. My coworker is like, why are you late? Like, where are you? I'm due at work at like nine something. The time on my iPhone was wrong. Oh, interesting. The time on my iPhone in 2017 was wrong. I screen capped it because I needed to show my coworker. Right. And immediately, I think you were told to fast by something, someone, even if it were yourself, and you completely just said, fuck you to that. Yeah. So I'm rushing to work. I'm on the subway. I can't shake this feeling that it is because I was given instructions and just completely ignored them. I get to work. I get in without my boss notices noticing me. And the day actually ends with me getting a raise. Oh, completely unexpected. And what I took away from that was one, this might be Apollo, which would be cool because mm -hmm. I'm so fixated on that. But whatever, whoever it was, what I walked away with was when I speak, listen. Yeah. And from there, it was just this running gallop to where I am now. Like I said, it's only been a few years. Yeah. Um, and one of the reasons you were like, oh, I feel bad for newcomers seeing the way things are on the internet. That was one of the reasons that I started Hiro. Um, I was just seeing, there was a lot of these bits of information everywhere, but because it's coming from an individual, it's very hard to verify something without pouring over all of these books and I'm just yeah. things that were very clearly misinformation, even to somebody who didn't know anything. I was just like, this just sounds not, it just doesn't fit with the rest of the worldview at all. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Um, and so, yeah, that was the opening salvo that got everything really started for me was the i it was the sigil and having a new hand and then the iPhone the time on my phone being wrong but everything working out so perfectly. Um, oh yeah, absolutely! Like that's almost like now at this point because that's that was a few years ago. Now mm -hmm. you know that it was Apollo. I say yes. Okay. Um, so we, yeah, yes. I'm in. I'm one of those practitioners where I'm hesitant to say a hard yes to anything, yeah. but yeah. like, yes. Yeah. So it sounds like, you know, Apollo, you know, you didn't follow his instructions. Mm -hmm. um, so what Apollo did 
that day was was like you follow if you follow my instructions look what i can do with you for you yeah Yeah. so look how uh what i can do if you don't listen yeah and it was a big i don't think since that day i have had a major nudge from my intuition right i haven't followed yeah because it was just so out of the ordinary and so stark that i was like okay just just go with it because Yeah. There's no reason to trip over your own shoelaces if you're getting a heads up. And I'm knocking on a wooden chair right now. Um, I haven't tripped on my shoelaces. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, I, I think, um, you know, we're, we're given all, it, provided we listen. I think we're, we're given all the instructions and all the tools that we need to to um advance in our lives and our spirituality you know like like apollo was like okay well do this yeah and here's your reward but don't do this and look what i can do yeah um it's so it's like i don't want to oversimplify, and i don't want to sound like anything bad that happens to people is because yeah, totally. But I mean, like you're saying, like you haven't tripped over your, your shoelaces since. I think, you know, in these sort of situations, um, you know, that's more more the, the spiritual situations. There's there's no need to I mean, there, there's still some hard life lessons to learn. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, it, you know, if, if you're given those messages and you trust your intuition, like there's no reason for you to go against your yeah. intuition, you know? I mean, because you already learned that lesson like right off the bat, you know? <laughs> so, so why would you continue with that pattern? Yeah, and I'm someone who I do not like frustrating myself. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I think a huge part, and we, I talk about this in office hours all the time, I feel like a huge part of magic is being aware of the results and learning your lessons. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I talk about how I'm of the perspective that spells always work. We're just not seeing the res- We have not widened our perspective enough or taken an objective enough view to see the results. And if we see something, I'm also a big proponent of, and we sometimes talk about in office hours, I'm like a pathological optimist. I don't think results that are quote unquote negative or are otherwise surprising aren't the spell working. You're right. not at the finish line yet. Yeah. It's the hindsight is 2020 thing. You don't know. So yeah. Yeah. Again, that I agree with. The idea that spells always work, it's just your perception of them that may um may lead you to believe that a spell hasn't worked that i absolutely 100 percent don't don't agree with okay um yeah. uh at all like like that's i'm really open-minded with ideas and, mm-hmm. and viewpoints and whatnot and i you know i pride myself really on being able to see you know an opposite viewpoint and and um mm-hmm. the the you know the whole thought process behind an opposite people. That's why I like to I like you know debating things and having mm-hmm. discussions because 
it's either it's either going to solidify an opinion I have mm-hmm. by debating the opposite yeah. side, yeah. or it's going to make me like, oh, I never considered that aspect of the opposite viewpoint. Let mm-hmm. me explore that further. So I, I I do pride myself on having that kind of mentality, but the idea that spells always work, I can't, I, there's, I, I, I can't buy okay, it. That, that. that may have been an overstatement. For me, it's more, I don't mean they always work. What I was more nudging toward was, I don't see, I don't think when you see the result of a spell and you package it as negative, that that's maybe the end of the story. That's more oh, what yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. It's not yeah. like I casted the thing for money and like you just didn't look hard enough for the money if you didn't find it. That's not what I'm saying. It's more like I casted the thing for the money and I lost my job. That's not the end of the story. Yeah, yeah. Like you this could be literally you being moved into another situation or even another perspective where you're able to see opportunities that you weren't able to that have been there for a while that right 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 right. yeah okay so that yes absolutely yeah yeah absolutely but like casting a money spell and and it's like okay well the money came it was just hidden under a bush in the next yeah no 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 like that no that's not what i meant that's not worked uh (laughs) yeah no um yeah okay i get what you're saying there yeah because i mean you know like i have had two major, major initiatory experiences. Mm-hmm. One completely shattered me, mm-hmm. shattered me. And I realized what like an ugly person I was. Mm. And I, there's a, a, and that was my first initiatory experience. There's definitely a pre-initiatory Sean and a post-initiatory. Like they're so yeah. different. That if I ran into that person on the street, we would have nothing in common. That's so funny. Um, My second experience Mm -hmm. was like hitting a brick wall in a way, but, and like everything fell apart. Like I was living in Texas. I was living in a completely different country for work. Cause I, I used to move around a lot for, for work. And all of a sudden it's like, Oh, guess who doesn't have a job? Oh, guess who has 12 days to leave the country or else he's technically an illegal alien. Um, but that led to me starting Lilo Gonzalez, which mm-hmm. even back then, back when I was in Texas, it was like, Oh, I'd, I'd really like to do this. But I completely forgot that when I was in high school and I took entrepreneurship class in grade 10, mm-hmm. the business that I had, the, the, the pretend business that I had to build was mm-hmm. Lee Logan Zawin. And I didn't remember yeah. that until after starting Lee Logan Zawin. It's like, it took me over 20 years, over 20 years. I think um, to to get back to where I was when I was 15 and what I wanted to do yeah the career you know so that initiatory experience people can look at that and be like oh well that didn't work out well because I just lost my job and I Mm -hmm. have to 
leave the country that I'm living in, but it led to what I'm supposed to be doing. It was like course correction. Yeah. Yeah. And that's kind of how I personally package the unexpected or negative results of a working or a spell is I'm just like, I'm not, I either do not have the distance to see this objectively, Mm -hmm. or I have a personally limiting perspective on what the outcome could look like or where this unexpected thing can take me. I just think it's so interesting that you had this like business planned when you were 15. 15 years old, 15 years old. And it's funny because I can see it on paper. um, And um, I actually, like, I don't have like a Layla Okunzawan store. Like that was never in the game plan for me. But in entrepreneurship class, because back then again, there was, well, I mean, technically there was the internet back then. I'm not that old. It was a different It wasn't the way it is now mm-hmm. so the idea of like well i can just start a um a, a website and you know these like uh two of no one of my distributors found me from my website you know what i mean so that was never that that didn't exist back then so back then it was a storefront and i can i can literally close my eyes and i can see where i put the counters Mm-hmm. shelves you know what I mean like it's so clear in my head yeah. I had that was completely out of my head for these decades and once this happened I started seeing a pattern that I never noticed before mm. in my career where I'd hit like a major high and I'm at the top of my game and something would knock me off my perch and I'd get knocked down a couple of rungs and I'd have to go back up yeah. and it was constant like I was I I always got to that last step where I'm like I am um I'm at the top of my game no one's better than me at this level yeah so I'm about to step up to that top ultimate level and right right as I'm lifting my foot to make that last step I get knocked down and then have to do you know and it's like I was this wasn't my my life, you know, yeah. for the rest of my life. I needed these these experiences, yeah. um, but this was never going to be the rest of my life. And I didn't see that until that second initiatory experience. It's so yeah. funny how the like kernels for the rest of our life are hidden in our childhood. It came up on Hyro recently, so I think that's so crazy that you started that when you were 15. And what I realized this week, I think it was in one of our forum events, um, people were talking about kind of the kernels of witchcraft in their childhood. And some people had magic things or artistic things, whatever they were doing. And what I realized is literally my whole life, I would create, I would like pull all the weirdos around me together group name the group and then like LARP is a community like the first one was in fifth grade it was like the freaks um it was just me and my friends you know just whatever people I thought were weird or cool and I'd gather them together and we'd 
create things and try to make like this community. And so it was very striking to me. I was like, oh, I am kind of doing that again. Yeah. And what I see in what you were telling is, well, what resonated for me is my journey with Hyro has been similar. Like now it was like a few months ago where as I'm creating it, I saw how all of the jobs that I had were preparing me for what I was going to be doing. Right. And just like you, like I would get in, the trajectory was very quick as I'm like climbing up and then I'd be very good. And then suddenly something would happen. Either usually the business like disappeared, like shuttered. Okay. Or, or somebody who was over me would just leave and somebody new come in who we just did not gel, that kind of thing. Yeah. Like keep happening. And I would wind up in a completely new like field in the next job and then right. learn a bunch of things and then something would happen. And all of the things, it was event planning. Um, it was community building. It was emceeing. It was like, and my last job was at a school. Um, I was working in an was basically um, the point person in the after school program. So I knew where all the kids were and okay. parents. And sounds like a nightmare. It is. I, I don't like kids. I enjoyed the experience, but when I walked, well, I got like let go during COVID. Um, what I'm noticing about Hiro, it's just what I was learning there was that herding cats. Yeah. Mm. And that has come in very handy because you're trying to get all these different people on the same page about yeah. something. Um, and that was kind of the icing on the cake. And what's interesting there with your story of like rising up and falling, that's where I had risen the highest. And it was my biggest fall. And that was just before I started. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So you never like... Um you never like, oh, I like, you know, this tradition, da, 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 da. I'm going to study in this tradition. Are you, has it been like more of an eclectic path for it's you? It's definitely or? been more eclectic for me. Like in the beginning, I read everything and most of it was ripped PDFs. So I do not have like a shelf to look at to tell mm. you all the things, but I, right, right. I remember reading about, I was very interested, like I said, in ceremonial, but I went away from that. I spent a lot of time in chaos magic only because the way they were talking about things lined up with some of the conversations that happen in some of the new age circles, like just the perspective, obviously not all the details and right. obviously workings and everything. But the concepts were easy for me to get. And then I was like, you know, you're like, do I want to concentrate on herbs or thing or, or um, you know, traditional aspects? And do I want to concentrate more on nature? And for me, what I realized was, and it was an office hours that helped me really see this, is I'm someone that works with energy. Mm -hmm. uh, I've always done my own spells. Um, in the beginning, like sometimes you're attracted to like those spell books and you try those. Yeah. Other than the sigils, I've been, I've always kind of winged it. Um, I'm a very, I guess you would call it an intuitive practitioner. 
So yeah, I'm one of those people I know a little bit about a lot of the things, but not super depth on one thing. Right, okay. Is the chaos magic community a lot more like conspiratorial, like crazy town? I wouldn't say so. uh, Like 5G caused COVID. (laughs) And the vaccine with the microchip. Like, I, I feel like, and again, because I'm not involved in the, the chaos magic community. So I'm not, you mm-hmm. know, um, I'm not like in there. I'm I'm just seeing, you know, the the social media yeah. presence mm-hmm. where mm-hmm. it seems like it's kind of gone a little off the rails. So of course, you you know you try not to do this, but we're only human. So I see that. I'm like, oh, well, the entire chaos community has just gone crazy. But yeah. it just be these few more visible figures. Yeah. So for me, I would not say that I am in that community. But what I can agree with you on is another thing that got me to start Hyro was what I see more of that in is that new age loosely spiritual corner of things Mm -hmm. um that was another reason that i started hyro was because just the at least the corner of instagram i was in um oh the new agers have gone off the rails i was like everyone's gone crazy and it's kind of like i was saying before there were some things i don't know everything but i can some so so many things just smell like misinformation and i was like there needs to be a place where people can go and learn about these things like seriously and not just underneath an Instagram post, which is where most of the conversation is happening. Yeah. Like Instagram or not just in the replies on Twitter. I just, yeah. So like I started Hyro from my own practice. And what's interesting is now I'm super busy. So I don't have the time to sit down and dive into all the things that I'm learning. Yeah. I know that will come eventually, um, but that's one of the things that I'm kind of going through now. Is like I know so much more than I did a year ago. Yeah, I don't really have the time to sit down and like develop any of it like personally. No, I mean you just got to take it one day at a time and yeah. and bit by bit. And I mean we, I think we we have a bad habit of um, seeing a finish line. Yes. And yeah. there is no finish line, even if you're, you know, you're in a, a tradition that has three degrees, three initiations, you do those three initiations. That's not a finish line, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, Cause, and, and I mean, if, if that is a finish line to you, I, I kind of feel yeah. sorry for you. Yeah. If, if you feel like you're done, you know, I, mm-hmm. I did my three degrees. I'm done. I'm like, yeah. Oh, so sorry. You know? Uh, because there is no finish line. There's no being done. Yeah, there's so much. No. There's literally always more to learn. Another yeah, yeah. Learn. So you just take it one day at a time. And, you know, you uh, you learn this, you learn that. And eventually it all comes together. And, yeah. and one day you realize, when I moved back to Canada and um, I met this guy at my friend's 
metaphysical store here in town mm-hmm. and chatting, blah, blah, blah. Oh, we're both pagan. Oh, let's start doing rituals together. And then this person, that person. So we ended up, you know, so I now have a group and we're all mm-hmm. very different and, you know, yeah. uh, a ragtag group of a group of us. And when we get together for like the Sabbaths and whatnot, and you don't realize you know, when you're just doing your thing and learning and, and whatever, that, that's great. And you put it all together and you have like a working practice, blah, 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 blah. And, and you don't really think too much of it. And then I'm in like this situation with this group and people ask me questions and, and question about this question about that, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, oh, I'm the one with the answers. Yeah. <laughs> what? Yeah, yeah, that can't be right. When did that happen? <laughs> yeah, that's something that I'm. I I just I'm loving the amount of learning. What I try to do is not get like you were saying. It's one day at a time. I try to not get too down on myself, and also keep in mind like Hiro is a working. Like I. Yeah. It has been my most successful magical working. I literally pour all of my energy into it. And it doesn't, like, you know, Wade, who's a Hiro member, for those who are listening, says all the time, it's like, you would not look at my practice and assume that I'm doing anything wild. Um, But like, one of the things that made me see how far I've come was really the tumult of like 2020 and being inside all the time and I feel like a lot of people, if they chose to, well, one of the ways they used that extra time was to enhance their practice. I found it very beneficial to me. And just the uh, the amount that I've been able to do and accomplish with less, mm-hmm. I wouldn't have been able to do it before. Right. And I have to look right. at that and be like, well, that is your proficiency increasing. You are turning your will towards something and it's yeah. it's yeah. working. And I just have to remind myself because there could be a big thing also with, you know, every not everyone, a lot of people experience some imposter syndrome. And I go through that a lot with Hiro because, like I said, and I'm very open with it, I'm not, I haven't been practicing for 40 years. Yeah. I'm a relative newcomer. I'm still definitely in the upward learning phase. I'm not even at the like plateauing kind of, all right, I feel good about everything I've learned phase. And it's interesting, like balancing that, like yeah. I'm a leader, not an expert. I'm yeah. just here making this. But you know, what's, what's what I think is good about that when it comes to Hiro is because you're, I, I, you're, you know, this is your word, a beginner. Um, you're not curating the information yeah. that's going on Hiro to fit your, mm-hmm. your, you know, viewpoint and perceptions and, and whatnot. You know, um, you're you're letting it all, you know, come out and and you know, uh, it, it's there Cross and, people, and people, yeah. And people can assimilate, assimilate it as, as needed and whatnot. So, 
you know, there's, there's a certain benefit, I think, to you running high row and not being set in your ways yeah magically you know what i mean because mm-hmm. if i woke up one day and i'm like oh i'm gonna create high road the occult social club i i'm fairly certain i would it would be very um very tightly not tightly controlled like in a controlling manner but yeah, yeah, yeah. this is what i want on on there this is <laughs> what i don't want on there yeah and you, you know what i mean like it, would, it would, would be curated in not a good way like like keep the crap out is is good but so that curated in, in a, that that way is good but curated in a in a bad way like Oh, you know, I'm not really into um, uh, chaos magic. So, yeah. no, so there's no office hours. None of, that, none of that here. You know what I mean? I yeah. could see myself doing that um, just because I have a more narrow viewpoint on magic because I've been doing it for so long and yeah. I have my practice. I, I'm not saying that I'm not open to new ideas. It's just... Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying, and I'm sure every, I'm sure everyone that's listening right now gets what I'm saying. Yeah, um, yeah, you know, I get it too, definitely. Yeah. yeah, and um, yeah, I started this largely for my own practice. I couldn't find, like I was saying, I couldn't find a place that was doing what I wanted. I wanted to have deep, meaningful, substantive conversations about these things where I can learn from people who knew or even just bat around ideas with people who don't and not have it be about the flashiest hot take or Mm -hmm. pleasing image or snappy comment. I just really wanted it to be a place of a multidisciplinary place where people, this cross-pollination of ideas and perspectives. And, you know, like, I always say, and I'm happy about it, like we're not a consensus community. Yeah. Yeah. It's not about us agreeing with each other. It's about you stating what you have learned and experienced up until that point. People are free to cock an eye or disagree or even vociferously disagree. Mm -hmm. Um, Just keep it respectful, which is, you know, something that- I can't believe, I'm genuinely shocked because we have- what a thousand members now Mm -hmm. um that there's no there's zero drama there's zero drama in there and i can't i can't believe it and i'm so thankful that i found hyro because one thing i miss are forums yeah um because you know with facebook and twitter and and instagram it's just it's easier access it's quicker and da 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 and forums kind of died out and what also died out was, in my opinion, serious discussion, yeah. you know, and uh, I looked for that on Twitter and it's, it's, just, it's not there, you know, no. it's just absolutely not there. Um, so, yeah, I, uh, so when I discovered Hyro, it's like, sign me up. Absolutely. Sign me up. That makes me just so good to hear. And also so good that you're ex- enjoying and also it's very present to you how little drama there is there. Um, I think 
not only is it like, you know, the intention that's been put into the whole thing, you know, like I said, it's like a magical working in its own way. But I think also the fact that I am a part of the community and not just a founder in an office, it gives a little bit of like the principal is walking in the hallways vibe. Yeah, 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 yeah. Where people are less apt to just go off because they can, because I could very easily just be like, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah. And we haven't had any, I haven't had to do that yet. You know, it's not always sunshine there. We've had plenty of disagreements, like I said, and people disagreeing rather passionately with each other. But if it was all sunshine, it would be so boring. It would be so boring. Yeah. It really would, you know. Learning because that means we're all just agreeing and it's an echo chamber. Yeah. And we don't want an echo chamber. Yeah. Um, you don't have to like someone else's practice at all. You you do have to respect it and just respect that they have it. And if it's working for them, let it work for them. Yeah. That's a big thing that we talk about in office hours too, since we're batting around a lot of ideas and agreeing and disagreeing, like at the end of the day, and this is a little bit of that chaos magic perspective. Like if it's working, it's working. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. You know, I say this a lot when it comes to social media, like, and you know, you talking about, you know, you don't have to like someone's practice, but you have to respect. And if it works for them, it works for them. Like, I don't care what you do. You know, like I'm too busy doing the work to criticize, to to go on social media for the express purpose of criticizing you for your work. It it just makes no sense. You know what I mean? I'm too busy. I'm, I'm, I'm doing the work. Like, you know, like I, you can talk about the work. You can troll all the social media sites, criticizing people have at it, but I'm, I'm too busy. Because I'm, I'm doing it, you know? And like reaping the benefits of like doing the work and not yeah. just talking about things. And like part of it is, again, the way that the algorithms are set up in these places and like what gets people's attention. But you would just think that people would want to be more helpful. Yeah. Like there isn't, a scarcity on magic, you know, like it's not running out. It's not like you have to keep people out. And that's why, you know, it's very important to me to one of the things on Hiro is no gatekeeping. Like again, disagree, but like you can't, we respect closed practices obviously, but it's not about keeping people out of magic. It's not yeah. about berating them away from it. You can intervene course correct enlighten illuminate like it doesn't need to be a fight or yeah absolutely yeah you know some of the people that i follow on social media like i'm just gonna say twitter um because that's a good example some of the people that I, i follow on twitter um some really 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 good voices uh, in the magical community, pagan community, spiritual community, whatever, metaphysical community, however you want to define it. Um, and then people that aren't on social media because they can't be bothered with the drama, like valuable, you know, there's so many valuable voices Mm -hmm. on Twitter that could be spending some time, you know, 
with a a little you know nugget of knowledge tweet and you know what I mean and set mm-hmm. off a really great discussion yeah. and and in, inspire people and they don't do it because what's the point yeah. if, I, if I said I'm Eastern Standard Time so if I said it's 10 27 p.m right now if I mm-hmm. if I type that on on Twitter I would be um excluding people um <laughs> I, I would be excluding people in other time zones i would be um discriminating against uh, children that are too young to tell time on a clock and I, I i'm the worst person in the world you know what i mean like it doesn't matter what you put on twitter mm-hmm. or or face facebook is oh i I don't opening it gives me anxiety. I go there for very specific things when I need to. And then I like run out the door as quickly as possible. Um, It's so weird because I used to be like Facebook queen. Yeah. um, I've spent more more time on Facebook these past two weeks than I have in probably the past year and a half, only because with having this new podcast, um, you know, I've been, I've been promoting it. Um, but yeah, you just you put anything you put on social media, you're going to get attacked for it. Um, and it's just why, why bother? So there's so many amazing voices that can be doing so much good. And all of these people that, um, you know, and all these people that, that attack and, and, and um, try to police you and, and blah, 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 blah. They're not even claiming that they're experts and, and, yeah. and whatnot you know they're 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 people oh that like they openly you know talk about you know learning and blah 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 they're and they only have themselves to blame they're losing out on some amazing like interactions you know if you let these great voices speak on social media Mm -hmm. and you want to learn something Mm -hmm. you know for free for free you know comment on that post i don't understand what you're saying is there can you possibly explain it a little in simple as opposed to be like i don't agree with this therefore you're horrible and canceled yeah okay go back to your cartwheel manifestations then Like, you know, I, I, I just, yeah. So that's, that's why I'm glad Hyro exists because none of that, just none of that occurs there. I think part of it is also, it's not, not only are those conversations, do you, is there no payoff to have them in those spaces because of the algorithm? Like it literally just goes nowhere. Yeah. But we do have to, at least in the magical community, we do need to acknowledge that it's not often the most welcoming space in which to ask questions. Yeah, yeah. So pile that tendency, if you want to call it that, with the tendency of Twitter to reward bad behavior, and you get noise you get like no one like essentially actually like learning anything um and i think kind of what we're seeing now that we are 
Definitely not in the twilight, but we've seen social media, at least the, the way we know it, reach its peak and now we're reevaluating it. Is things like Hiro, different spaces for different types of communicators about different things. Mm -hmm. um, because there are on Twitter plenty of people who are very educated and happy and eager to educate about magic, but just yeah. because of the venue, you know, it's just not super effective and maybe yeah. actually quite frustrating. And <gasps> oh, oh, I just had an idea. Well, I just had an idea. I'm not going to say it on while we're recording. I'll okay. I'll, I'll wait till we're done recording. Um, cool. But oh, yeah. I love ideas. Yeah. Oh, and I love the energy you got. So you put. Oh, I just got really excited. <laughs> yeah. um, I was going to say it relates to real life, right? Like if you are in Grand Central Station trying to teach someone, people about something serious, you're going to wind up frustrated with the majority of people just walking past you. The mm -hmm. few people that stop telling you to shut the fuck up. Yeah. Meanwhile, if you were just throwing a fit in Grand Central Station, you have an audience. Yeah. You That's a really good analogy, actually. Yeah. You have the same problem in the library. It's about venue. Yeah. And I think we're at a place with social media. It was built to us as a place to create community. And that's what we were very excited about in the beginning. Mm -hmm. What we are finding is it may not, well, not may not, it is not conducive to building, what word do I want to use here? Um, like fulfilling lasting community. We, you can gather around a certain topic or gather around an influencer but what connections are being made between people? Yeah. That's what I really wanted and thirsted for. Like I wanted to talk about these things and you know, I wanted friends. Yeah. I wanted to speak with people. I wanted to get to know them, what makes them tick, what makes their practice work. And I think I was like, I know I'm not alone in this. I yeah. know there are people- Just don't, use, like, don't use that as Hyro's tagline. Hyro, because I have no friends. No. Yeah. <laughs> That's just like this evening. Like that's just like in the sausage, right? As I'm sitting around, I'm in New York. There's tons of things going on and lots available to me. But all of the places that I look to talk about these things or groups to join, not only and this is another conversation. Not only did no one look like me, right? Yeah. But even if I were a different person and looked like the group, if I were who I am, it still didn't. The vibe wasn't right. And yeah. I never been the type of person like you're talking about your eye color right of course yeah, yeah. yeah. i'm talking about my eye color and my yeah. beautiful blonde hair yeah um i've never been the type of person to force a relationship based on identity right so i wasn't going to join these groups or stay in a place where it was just not vibing yeah because like i was i just wasn't that desperate to talk about it with people right 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 yeah and the moment I did become that desperate to talk about it with people, I was like, I have to just do it myself then because it's yeah. just not. And the, the, the other thing that I saw and that inspired all this was those, because of the way social media has developed, even if you are a great 
educator or have a great idea, even if it's a even if it's a product or something, or in the case of social media, an idea for a club, everyone's brain runs to building like a personal brand. Yep. Which yeah. is something I didn't want to do. Like, I'm super happy to be doing this podcast with you. You're mm-hmm. an Iro. I know you. We've spoken. I'm super happy to be talking with you. Do I want to spend my time beating down the door? of podcasts of people that I absolutely don't know. They weren't recommended to me just because, you know, I'm trying to maintain this personal brand. I don't want to do that. There is nothing wrong with it. Yeah. That way of structuring my life seems very stressful to me. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I was looking to build something for, yeah, just like, people who were in the same spot as me. Yeah. You know, and that's interesting because I never would have thought, and of course this relates to the color of my skin, <laughs> I never would have thought that something like this mm-hmm. was created because you didn't have people, like, like, like you're saying, like yeah. I walk into these groups and there's... I'm the only black person. Yeah. And uh, like, and that's why I'm saying like, because of the color of my skin, I would never even have thought that Mm -hmm. something like this would get birthed out of that sort of experience. Yeah. I don't have those experiences, Mm -hmm. which then made me realize that I don't think a white person could have started high row. Hmm. And why do you think that? Just because of that, going, like, back, going back to um, what I was saying, like if I were to start high row and I was basing off like because I have 27 years of, of experience in the magical world, I yeah. have I, I have I have a bit more of a narrow view of of what I want to see and, and what I want to create. Mm-hmm. But it's also. I think to being a white person because we don't take the backseat to anything. Yeah. Because we're not raised to take. Yeah. That that way. yeah. I was talking about this in um, uh, my conversation with, with Bob Freeman for his uh, um, episode of, of the Lux files. Um, we're, we exist in a world where we're in the driver's seat Mm -hmm. and, and, and we're raised to be in the driver's seat. So I, we can't help ourselves white people to be like, well, this is mine (laughs) because I'm the one that's paying for this website and this is my idea. So, you know what I mean? So like chaos magic, I don't want to see it. I don't want to talk about it. You know what I mean? I, I I don't think, I honestly don't think Hyro would be what it is or could survive the way it is right now. Yeah. If, if there was a white person behind it, it would eventually fall apart. Yeah. I like that is almost a guarantee that it would start falling apart because there would be that the 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 power plays and the well this is mine and mm-hmm. you know 
you know what I mean? No, I do know what you mean. I've spent a lot of time working at startups. Um, that's why, you know, I would rise and it would the business would disappear kind of thing. Mm. And in doing Hiro, and that it speaks to that point, I wanted to stay away from so many of the things that I saw. Yeah. And that like me, me, me thing was something I wanted to stay, not only stay away from, but I had naturally, and this goes back to our kind of conversation about like the nuggets. I've naturally come into a place where I no longer want that attention. Right. I did that Brendan before the crash of 2014 would have reveled in it. I did start another company um, in 2013, which kind of contributed to the breakup. It was called Couples Consolidated. It was a date itinerary planning service. Okay. Because, you know, everyone's on OkCupid and you're trying to come up with all these dates and all these things. It was a few years ago, so there weren't as many outlets yeah. I was like, oh, we'll make the dates. But that was very, we were in an age before the personal brand. It was like about to start. Mm-hmm. Instagram was still very early, but I wanted like, you know, I would have loved attention. Like I, Couples Consolidated actually got a write up in like the New York Post and I spoke okay. in Seacrest on the radio. I loved doing all those things. Yeah. I have very intentional thoughts about Hiro now where I'm like, if people came knocking on my door, like, I don't, not that I don't want the knocking in the door. I don't even want to be the person doing it. Like I right. literally ask the community, does someone else want to do this? Like I'm not, and I'm very, it's a blessing to have come into that place just yeah. as all of this was starting. Cause like you were saying, I don't think it would be able to survive if I were, in this to want to push me or to create something that looked a certain way and stayed looking a certain way, all of those things, I think it would just not work. And I wanted to create a place that was intentionally diverse beyond opinion. We've spoken about that a lot, but I just wanted it to be, because I'm not the only one the person of color in the magical space who looks around and it's like, where do I go? Right. And especially it's a smaller triangle of that longer triangle is practitioners of color who are practicing things outside of what you would assume is their culture by looking at them. Right. Yeah. Because you're going to these other spaces, like as someone who works at Apollo, you know, going to a Hellenist space looks feels a certain way yeah um a lot of pagan um groups at least in real life up until covid i don't know what things are going to look like moving forward we've had a huge just change um in the world and our conversations but you know it was all the same and i just didn't want I wanted everything. Like, I'm curious. Like, I just wanted everything. I want to know about everything. That's why we have all of those fucking topics. Like, I just want to know some of them. I'm not super interested in them. But if you want to just tell me about, like, I'm not going to go to a book and read about it. But if you're going to tell me about these things and share with me, I am so down to talk about it. And I love one of the favorite, one of my favorite things about doing the office hours when I'm co-hosting them is to make those connections. I love 
pulling in a theme from a past office hours and applying it to something someone just said. Yeah. I love pulling a quote or an idea from someone whose practice is very different and relating it to something that was just said. Because I feel like that's where the synergy and value is in communing around a practice. Yeah. Is yeah. In those exchanges, we talk a lot in office hours, office hours, excuse me, about how, you know, magic and spirituality, they're living things. They change, they're dynamic. Yeah. So if we're in this echo chamber of ideas where things become almost dogmatic, like dogma is dead. It does not move it does not change yeah um and so like one of the potentials that i love one of the things we do at higher and the potential that i see to grow is the community coming together to discuss things one in ways that we haven't discussed and also approach topics that concern the wider magical community, but there's no place for us to work them out. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I love creating that ground. Um, we had a really interesting discussion in an office hours about how we feel about people throwing around the word shamanism mm -hmm. or identifying as a shaman. And I'm not gonna make any disparaging comments about anybody here, but the general consensus was we're all iffy you know, knowing what we know, having educated ourselves about the origins of the word and the practice and what that really means. And those are conversations that we can have about any number of things that are developing conversations in the wider community. Yeah, yeah. And not like I said, we're not a consensus community. We're rarely coming to consensus, but we can all walk away with a more nuanced view on something. Like very recently in whenever Shinto would come up in an office hours, the perspective was it is a closed practice. Mm, no. No one knew enough to challenge that at all until recently someone was in an office hours and was like, actually, no. And that completely changed Wade's practice. Right. There is now a whole deity that Wade has wanted to work with that they yeah. can now you know explore because yeah. someone completely opened something up for him that they thought was completely closed for them i you'll never you'll never meet anyone who's actually uh, a shinto practitioner that's like oh no this system's closed yeah that's yeah. no it's not you know we you know it's there are closed practices yes we all know that yeah uh, but if you if you are trying to you want to start close like making practices closed just to make you feel better because your you know tarot is tarot is closed yeah you want you want to make yourself feel better by closing all these practices just because you're a potato face um no that's not that's no sorry so, no I mean it's just Tarot's closed. You know what drives me crazy about the whole tarot's closed practice is not the fact that um, tarot was invented in, in, in Italy. And I'm going to say this right now. Anything coming out of white Europeans is not closed. Not I don't care what it is. If, if, if it comes from whitey, 
it's all yours. It's That's West the thing I've said a few times on the feed. I'm like, if it comes from a culture that was intentionally evangelist, and that is not necessarily with their religion, but with their culture, they really yeah. literally took other places over to expand their culture, yeah. then it's not, it cannot be closed. Yeah. They wanted other people involved. Yeah. Um, is, so it's not that, because that right there just makes it sound ridiculous. It's the fact that the 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 stereotype of the terror-reading gypsy is yeah. culturally offensive, is offensive. And, and that 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 image of the the tarot card reading gypsy comes out of 19th century french literature so you have all these white people and this is going back to what i said like white people won't take a backseat to anything not even like blm like i'm like no 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 brandon you sit this one out i got this i've got it i got, I got, it. I, I got blm <laughs> Um, I, I'll just take over now. Um, and that's literally what they're doing. It's like, no, there's no, um, uh, um, Roma, Romani yeah. Romani people saying, oh, tarot's closed. It's ours. You know what I mean? Um, it, it's, it's, it's white people. And it's like, you got to stop. You got to stop. I don't, you're not no black person is looking at you saying this and be like, oh, okay, no, they're one of the good white people. Yeah. Okay, good. Okay. Whew. Oh, that's yeah. relief. That's not, that's not what these people are. are... You're not getting like tokens for first you're not, not listening. No, you're, you're not getting brownie points. Like it's no, no person of color is looking at you when you're making these claims being like, oh, they're one of the good ones. They're, they're one of us. They're one of us. No. No, that's no. that's not what's happening, you know? Allyship is, like, not a tweet. It's also not like we were, like, it's not ignoring the voices of the people. Yeah. Like, how many tweets, posts on Instagram, on all of the things of Roma people said, stop associating me with this one thing. Like, never, but you never see those posts, not because they don't exist, because they're not the ones getting retweeted and commented on the algorithm. They're just disappearing. It's these crazy ass tarot is a closed practice. It belongs to the Romani people. Those are the tweets and the Instagram posts that blow up and get, you know, 5,000 likes and 2000 retweets. And the Romani are completely voiceless and invisible in this discussion. And that's why, you know, you're saying like, you don't know post COVID how things are going to change. I have my doubts because last year when all of the BLM protests were going on Mm -hmm. and everyone in, you know, occult social media, hashtag BLM, hashtag BLM, Mm -hmm. let's amplify black voices, er, black creators, drop your websites here, blah, 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 blah. And then Oh, come to my virtual convention with all of these amazing white yeah. presenters or yeah. with with these 24 white presenters and this one black guy. Yeah. You know what I mean? So yeah. now because um, um, black voices have, especially in the magic community, have really been silenced. Yeah. 
you know, there's there's not a lot of 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 people to oh, let's ask him, let's ask yeah. her. You know what I mean? Um, because they're they're almost invisible. Yeah. So I I don't know if it could have been a big change so quickly, like all of these conventions last year. I don't know. Let's give people the benefit of a doubt. Let's yeah. see what happens over I, the next couple of years. I think with things like convent, well, we'll see if people put their money where their mouth is, right? Yeah. Convention seasons. But I'm not seeing I'm not aware of I'm not aware of all the ones that are coming out. So I don't know what the lineups are like, but like we can say at least for 2020, those were planned probably before the summer. Maybe some of them. You're like, no, no. I'm just trying to get benefit of the doubt. But I don't think one, it definitely won't be a sea change. No. But no. just because two things happened at once. You have enough people sensitive or at least more sensitive that might be up from zero sensitivity. Yeah. What their spaces look like combined with this pagan slash magical slash general esotericism renaissance that we're seeing. More people are going to be interested in these things. You know. They're coming the people who are running them are maybe one tick more sensitive than they were before and can make pivots. Yeah. I hope that's a developing thing. I don't think just like with most things, it won't be able to stay all white spaces for very much longer. Yeah. It's out of the bag with this community. The Renaissance is happening. It's moving. It's not just going to suddenly poof yeah. and it's affecting all communities and you can see that on Hira we have people from Japan like literally yeah. all over the world so it's a matter only a matter of time again will I even see these changes personally probably not because I'll be doing things with Hiro. but the assumption is I'm assuming just because of the the contours of the situation, it's kind of inevitable. Yeah, no, it absolutely is inevitable. But I'm thinking like, come 2022, mm -hmm. a lot of these conventions are still like, well, yeah. we have that one Black presenter out of 25 or 30 or zero Black presenters. I think by 2022, you kind of got to think it's deliberate. Yeah, that's that because I mean, 2020, and, you know, the, the conventions that happened in, in 2020 um, after the the big uh, the, the bulk of the BLM, like the, like the real yeah, insane, the summer. like yeah. summer, spring, summer. Um, I, you could say that it, it was too soon, like the ones happening in the fall were too soon to, yeah. you know, really, you know, shift direction. And plus with COVID and things are complicated. And so even with 2021, but I think 2022, things are going to be relatively back to normal. Um, I that I, I think if if the, the absence of Black voices are going to be very conspicuous or like just people of, of color are going to, it's going to start being very conspicuous. And I think, at a certain point, it's like, well, you just got to assume it's deliberate. Yeah. And it will be deliberate in many cases. Yeah. 
Yeah, I think. Um, and that's another thing where, like, super, like, you know, Wade, he's like number one, well, they are number one Nazi puncher. Like, yeah. we, because of how we are deciding to talk about ourselves, we are calling people whose allyship tends to be more than just a tweet or a comment mm-hmm. because it's important to them. The idea of, building something where everyone is able to be and practice and be celebrated and have their identities respected however that may be yeah you know like intentionally creating essentially like a social media oasis yeah i think that's my favorite thing to hear about hiro is the people who are like i have social anxiety on social media i never participate I feel safe participating here, going to office hours. I literally don't do these things because it's like an oasis or it feels Mm -hmm. like coming home. All these things that are just so necessary because part of this whole thing with magic is an element of it is like healing. Yep, absolutely. I didn't expect to cultivate a space where people like healed in that way. I'm glad that it's developing that way, but all of these things that we're talking about just point toward the fact that the people in our community do not exist in a bubble. And I oh, mean, you, you, um, I just saw your, um, Oh, about drinking the water. Yeah. Okay. I'll, I'll hit pause. Because I need to refresh my. You can just say you don't have to. Because I just noticed the chat bubble now. Because I'm on full screen. No, it's fine. I just said that like a minute or two ago. Because I was like, oh, okay. we're in a good swing of conversation. I don't want to just. Like no, 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 no. Like I said, like I said to you before we start recording. If you if you need uh, me to stop, it's no okay, big deal. Write uh, down what I was thinking. If I can. Okay. Oh, I, I, I'm going to hit pause. Okay. Okay, we're back. Yeah, so, um, yeah, what I was saying was, I think all of this, what we were talking about, points toward the fact that our community doesn't exist in a bubble. And by that, I meant, by and large, people are like solitary practitioners, mm-hmm. right? But we still need connection just like any other community. Yeah. And we can be solitary, but together. Absolutely. It's very missing. Like the occult community exists in the scraps of like every social media pay, like network and website. There's like an occult corner somewhere of people doing what they do. But again, like I said, it's existing on scraps. Like what you, it's very hard to cobble together meaningful relationships on a forum where people may post once a month or in the comments, because especially because we're in a place, social media is so crazy. It's kind of dicey sliding into somebody's DMs. A lot of people don't like that. And you may yeah. just like a genuine conversation. There's just nowhere for it. Yeah. No, it's true. It's true. 
You know, I have, uh, like I said, I have my group when we come together for ritual and whatnot. Um, but magic and 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 spirituality, like it is a solitary practice. You know, you you develop it alone by and large. Um, but that that sense of community and and needing those voices and you know the diversity, but also the um, the um, not similarities, but you know um, the people that that think like you and and, yeah, and like you yeah. and you know um, you you want both. I th- you need both. I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You completely do. And yeah, that's what I was looking for. And here we are, you know, I found a bunch, I've met so many truly like awe-inspiring practitioners and the depth of knowledge is great. All of the hosts are like so talented. All of the, the articles that they, I feel so grateful to get to just, you know, have a, first row seat to all of these practitioners. Like I'm watching some of them blossom on other social media because they found new confidence or they're in a new, hit a new stride in their practice and they're branching out to do more things and starting services and podcasts. And it's just so rewarding and like exceeds it like meets what I wanted because I'm meeting people and having meaningful conversation, but in so many ways it wildly exceeds my expectations. And I know so much of that to tie it back to the beginning of our conversation is following those nudges. When I get a message from Apollo or more recently, I started working with Zeus. Um, oh, interesting. Yeah. It was Hyra related actually. And this comes up sometimes in office hours. Um, one night I was just talking to a member. Um, I forget what we were even talking about at the time, but, oh, I, I, was, I was talking to them and I said, I felt there was a new presence in the room. You know, sometimes you're like, there's someone here, but like, mm-hmm. it feels familiar. There was a new presence and I was telling them about it. And all of a sudden I'm getting flashes of eagles. Okay. And hearing this like booming laughter. And I'm like, is this, first of all, I'm always a little, I go in skeptical just to make sure, you know, you want to check yourself. And I was Mm -hmm. like, this isn't Zeus. And then the, the Eagles kept coming and I'm hearing the, like, whatever I'm seeing. And I'm like, okay, fine. But like, I'm not really interested and you have a bad profile at this point, not really interested in working with you. And I was get as I'm talking, who I was talking to was also picking up on whatever conversation I was having with whatever was in, in the room. Okay. They're sensitive. And I was getting the feeling that How do I phrase this? The question that came to my mind as I'm sitting here, like clearing myself and all of that in that situation was, I got the feeling that this presence that at the time was unsure it was Zeus or whatever was not upset, but 
confused about the level of adoration they were receiving because of this new place that we're in with the pagan renaissance. It's like right. back, people are celebrating the gods. It was a little what about me kind of feeling. And I'm talking to my friend and I was like, I'm not really interested in like rehabbing this. That's too much. I'm an individual, first of all, this sounds ridiculous. Conversation went back and forth for a while. But it started an interesting conversation on Hyro that we that we have like continually, which is, and I'd love to hear your thoughts on this. Okay. You are um, a very experienced practitioner. The changing nature of deity. Um, so in that conversation with, again, I always preface it with what I assumed to be. Um, Zeus, it was kind of like, these myths were written. I understand the world has changed. People are very not into working with Zeus because, you know, he's a fuck boy, problematic. I'm not really into this. And it was this feeling what I kept so you're, hearing. You're not into like the daddy types. Got it. Yeah. Okay. What I kept hearing was um, Hera era. And I was like, do you mean like me too? And it was like, yeah, like things have changed. I'm not only what is in these myths mm -hmm. there is more to me i haven't been in a vacuum i'm not coming down and you know so i just wanted to we batted this around and had a good conversation but i'd love to hear your thoughts on things like that just the idea that the deities are not frozen in time well and they're not i mean if 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 deities were frozen in time then practices would be frozen in time and I'm not a reconstructionist a Celtic yeah. reconstructionist or um, an Egyptian reconstructionist mm -hmm. because those practices were for the time the time periods um the thing about myths and you know what you know it's funny and, and again this is something I'll see on Zeus is cancelled uh, mm -hmm. the whole you know like yeah um, yeah rape thing like it's weird that you guys are like well the jesus myth isn't real but the Zeus yeah yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Like Zeus really <laughs> walked the earth and like no yeah. that's not you know these these myths like sticking with zeus do they say more about zeus or about the people the people and the culture and mm -hmm. the time period within that culture that wrote yeah. them because ultimately it was people that wrote mm -hmm. them whether they were divinely inspired or, or not, not is, does, doesn't, doesn't matter now the thing is is, is <clears throat> i when i when i look at creation myths or, or myths about any deity um, and oh uh, Isis and Osiris is a good one you know Osiris is killed by his brother's mm -hmm. uh, set he chops him up scatters yep. his pieces of his body across Egypt and Isis goes collects the pieces she can't find his penis yeah so she puts it back together and and gives him a penis, a phallus, brings him back to life. Well, that never happened. 
because yeah. you can't chop up someone and put them back together and they come back to life. Now, if this happened in the astral realm, the, the realm of, of, of thought and ideas and, and the, um, the creative potential, and then when Osiris died, where did he go? Yeah. Did he come to earth? So flip, flipping around, flipping around the myth a little bit, because we always say we're spiritual people trapped in a physical body. So if our higher self that exists in, in the astral is our true self, yeah. then every time the true self dies, that's when we on earth. Okay. Yes, so Osiris, th- this wasn't some crazy magic that, we don't have access to anymore on earth osiris his true self died he incarnated on earth and when he died on earth he returned to his higher self so if you flip the myth the myth the the mythology the perspective yeah around so now you have now, but here's the thing. I'm trying to think why the, the, the whole rape narrative with Zeus. So Zeus is running around Earth raping these women. So it's not on Earth. It's, it's in, you know, the, the astral realm. And this being is created that, be, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, uh, narcissist didn't actually turn into a flower on earth, but the spirit of the narcissist flower, you know, we're, we're telling the, the, the myth of the, the spirit of the narcissist flower, not about a person yeah. turned into a flower. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and that's how, you know, the narcissist flower came into being this, it's spirit you know, so the whole rape mythology thing, I don't, I, I, I'm still trying to figure out how that, why that's relevant or if it's relevant. And I don't know if it is relevant. I don't think it is relevant. I think it's relevant in as far as. So. It's only relevant in as far as the real world actions people take with that particular take. So, yeah, kind of wrapping back, that feeling that I was getting from whatever interaction, mental, wherever it was happening, was like, I was top dog. Mm. Now this narrative has changed and people are worshipping again. And it's like, everyone but me kind of thing. I don't think that is, like I said, in, I don't think it's an actual relevant thing people should be concerned with because I have the same views about myth as you. Well, I don't think you even need to be concerned with it. Uh, I mean, you, you can still acknowledge that rape narrative, um, but if you put mytholo- mythology into its proper context, yeah. it's yeah. not Zeus, it's not a me too 
yeah moment um it's it's not zeus running around raping women because mm-hmm. this is this is mythology i just i i can't i mean i haven't given this a whole ton of thought uh-huh maybe at a certain point you know because i'll think about it every once in a while here and there maybe collectively all those random moments will coalesce and i'll have a ding 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 moment about why possibly mm-hmm. the, the 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 rape element is part of these these myths yeah i um, see what you mean yeah so so i i look at mythology as um i mean there mythology is just a way like 4,000 years ago, we didn't really have a concept of um, the universe as it is. Yeah. Uh, Evolution, um, you know, stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Uh, Stars exploding and creating new planets and and et cetera, et cetera. So, but people are naturally curious and people ask questions and people want answers. So you come up with these these concepts to explain the natural world um so so you can't change myths you can't you can't just go back and oh the new zeus mythology is there that's not what i was no but you can you can build on it you can create new mythology and and through new interactions with with deities so deities aren't frozen in stone and if you take the idea of deities part part of their their ability to exist is through the acknowledgement and worship of human beings. Exactly. Then if, if that's the case, then creating new mythology, creating a new narrative to work on. And I'm not saying, I'm not going so far as to say, okay, well now Zeus is a, Zeus is a twink. No. Is, no you know, the patron god of mm-hmm. rent boys. I'm not, like, <laughs> I'm, it's not rewriting everything. Yeah, no. It's just, I'm now, we're, I'm working with a Zeus that isn't running around um, representing toxic mas- masculinity. And- so, you know, you're creating a new narrative um, within reason. Um so and that so if if the idea that gods exist because we we acknowledge them and work with them and worship them, then by extension you can redefine um, their their mythology. That was the whole tenor of whatever interaction I had. And it wasn't so much like we were saying, like that should not be relevant, but it's relevant in as much as how many people are working with Zeus. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I was kind of like, I'm not interested in rehabbing this whole thing. You negotiated and came up with some terms. Um, 
And it's not me writing new myth because I don't think that's just not my wheelhouse. I was like, I don't have the time for all these things. But what came out of that was one of the things that the person I was talking with at the time and she was picking up and she's like, I just heard, well, why do you think that we gave you Hyro? Mm. And it was part of this realization for me that not only was I creating this space to talk about magic, et cetera, but I was creating a space where possibly, I hate saying things like this, possibly the first time, maybe just the first time in a long time, the gods in general can be celebrated in one place by all people. Right. Again, that first time thing, I'm sure there are other examples. I hate saying first time, but it was the feeling of this is something new for where we're at, at least. Well, it has God, been a very long time since, rather, yeah. I guess is a good way to go about it, where people can really come and talk about their relationship with deities, celebrate those relationships, learn about new relationships, make new relationships. Um, and that was kind of like what I saw and like the weight that fell upon me and I felt very, it just like increased the amount of responsibility I felt in the whole yeah. endeavor, you know what I mean? Because I think that is so important because this is a spirituality that a lot of people are revisiting or we're revisiting as a culture and there needs to be places to at least convene, if not literally go and worship in the way that we think about it. Because again, you know, we have very Christian notions of what it means to behave religiously. Yeah. <clears throat> you know, gods need worlds to exist. Mm -hmm. um, you created a world with Pyro. Yeah. Just because it's not a rocky planet. I mean, we... Uh Wow. You know, thought about we, we exist, we exist in a digital age where there's worlds that exist online, pure energy. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And um, so it's a, it's a new world uh, for the gods to exist in. That is such an interesting take i'm loving this little like mini office hours we're having yay that's an interesting take because if you think about like you were saying with the world right worlds that humans inhabit inevitably some type of spiritual religious element occurs mm -hmm looking at the arc of where at least we have taken culture, we went from many gods to like one, et cetera, et cetera. It's interesting that this digital world is new and the old gods rushed in the same way that they rushed in to this earth when we started conceptualizing of our place in the world. Yeah. It's like they are one of the markers of a new world of it developing. And I just think it's so interesting that you put it that way because they came into the real world and now there's a digital world that exists, like you said, just in energy. And 
we are now internet time is a lot quicker than real world time. We're probably several hundred years in building internet culture and just, you know, just like with early man, we set the thing up and started a community and then we had space to stop and think and wonder and the gods were And now you're making me think and the wheels turning in my head because I never thought about what you just said, like when the world was new, there were the gods came in and then it was whittled down to one god so this new world that we created this this internet yeah. world the gods have rushed back in so what does that mean what do does this this online world uh does its path parallel um earth's history yeah you know what i mean like that now that now now my my yeah yeah right right turning it's like what what's the future like you know um that's interesting yeah i love that i think the answer is and it's kind of annoying like we decide and we decide even more like readily isn't the word but like our, the, the imprint that we make is felt everywhere. Mm. Whereas when we were doing this in real life and the old gods rushed in and we we're communing and whatever, whatever, you know, it took a long time, a very long time for the world to be in contact. So I guess we decide, I mean, at the same time, all of this, it's very interesting as this new world is birthed and the old gods rush in the new God of the old world is seeing a decline in worship. Yeah. And what do those intersections mean for the future of worship in the digital world? These are all. Yeah. I don't, you know, so I'm thinking, you know, um, you know, that whole concept of, of, of uploading consciousness into computers and one day, you know, we're going to basically be immortal because we can just change it, you know, like upload our consciousness into computers and then our, our bodies that are about to die, you know, we're free of them and they don't matter anymore. Mm -hmm. So when you get to a point where your consciousness is in a computer, do you, who are you worshiping? Like you exist purely in a computer now. God, it's it's like you're you're a, a, a string of ones and zeros. It's almost like gods become irrelevant. So so do we? So th- this new internet world had mm-hmm. all of these god, all of the old gods rush back in. Mm-hmm. Does this this online world? take the same path as earth where it kind of whittles down to one God. Do we end up whittling down to say just worshiping ourselves because we're just consciousness in a computer and gods become irrelevant? I think it's kind of flipped on its head. Cause you're no longer a spiritual body yeah. or you're, you're, you're a, a, a set of ones and zeros yeah. in a computer. I think there are two angles to this. One, 
is once you become the string of ones and zeros, are you completely objective or are you still subjective? I think whenever subjectivity enters the equation, there is the propensity for spirituality. Mm. And then rewinding back, what was the other point I wanted to make? Oh yeah, I think we're seeing the situation flipped on its head with the internet because right now, we are seeing the old gods rush in, but the internet does have a single deity right now, the algorithm. Mm, interesting. Fell against the, out, the idea of the algorithm. So the algorithm, like the- Judeo And you know that algorithm's being worshiped because, you know, um, people that are, are building an online brand, influencers, content creators, mm -hmm. worship that algorithm. Yeah. And, and there, are, there are pop culture practitioners who literally some of them work with the spirit of the algorithm. Yeah. yeah. So as we are seeing us as the people on the internet grapple with what we're going to do with this deity, the algorithm that some people are very inter interested in, you know, there's a lot of vested interested in that. Like we said, we're seeing like the opposite tilt. Yeah. We went from one, but like the old gods Russian, and with those old gods come new perspectives, fresh ideas, things. So setting a ground so things like Hyro can exist. Yeah, Hyro would not have existed if not for the old gods. Quite literally, Apollo kicking me in the ass. Yeah, yeah. So we're seeing, I think, that play of the you know in this fun conversation bubble we're having the like monotheism of the digital world becoming polytheism it's kind of flipped on its head where we did the reverse in the physical yeah i think we're seeing it happen backward on the internet because we are splintering and we see that not only with, you know, people, the worship of the old gods, like we're saying, but also as the algorithm falls, new, smaller, intentional communities are increasingly popping up. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, with like, but everything's a cycle, though. So yeah. I'm sure I'm I'm sure there's got to be. It'll cycle back, I'm sure. Yeah, there, there's got to be like a path to this whole online world that becomes very singular. And I don't know. I don't know. I mean, who, who knows? And I mean, some people would argue that 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 I'm not even sure we're going to survive this decade. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> but I absolutely no. I loved this string of conversation. I love having conversations like this. I mm -hmm. I love it. I love it. This is exactly what I'm looking for in life. And this is exactly what happens on High Row, which is great. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I'm so, ooh, that conversation has me like buzzing. Awesome. Awesome. Um, I, I'd like to attend more office hours, but that 7 p.m. can be really difficult for me a lot of times, which is annoying. And, you know, when I, shortly after I first joined in, like, okay, I like it here. And you put out a call for um, hosts. I'm like, oh yeah, no, I'm 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 all in. I'm all in. And I'm like, no, nah, I can't be a host. <laughs> can't. 
my life is so crazy. Yeah, you I have a lot going on. I think all the little things the hosts have to do, you'd be like, I don't have time for this. No, I know. No, 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 no. I'm just going to stick to doing like um, every once in a while, doing a workshop mm-hmm. and doing my Tuesday night meditations. Yes. And, yes. You know what I mean? Um, and mm-hmm. that's, that's, that's got to be it. Because so I- the office hours are recorded. I don't know if you know that. Oh no, I know, and I mean it, it's great to be able to watch them, but yeah, um, them is a different feel. Yeah, I mean that's part of being, you know, the the thing about being uh, a member of Hiro is is having those like real time live conversations mm-hmm. on video, um, you know, being part of the discussion, and even if it's something like I've I've been to plenty of office hours where I'm like, well, I'm not interested in the subject, but mm-hmm. I'd like to hear about it, and I just want to yeah. hang out with everyone, and mm-hmm. I have no questions because I don't know what to ask because I have zero interest in this conversation or in yeah. this subject. <laughs> yeah, um, but it's just nice just to see, you know, everyone on their screens, yeah. living, mm-hmm. breathing, and 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 talking live you know that's another reason why there's no drama because like once you're having real conversation with people and you're actually talking with them and like so many times office hours becomes like a little like therapy session Mm -hmm. once you've heard about their lives and their struggles are you really just going to be an asshole yeah yeah they said like in their mind like yellow corresponds with fire yeah, I don't know. I just pulled that out of my ass at night. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, um, but no, that. But that's that's actually a good point because if you said that on Twitter, people would be doxing you. Like, this person needs to yeah. die because yeah. they because they said yellow and not red. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Um, but no. But uh, the, the thing is that like these social media people that do that, zero percent of them would say anything close to that to your face. No, no. It would never happen. So no. when you're on video, having these discussions, these often these office hours, you end up discussing instead of attacking. Yeah, because you can, plenty of times people push back, they ask follow-up questions, mm-hmm. but exactly, you're not just going to go off in the office hours on someone. Could you imagine? It would, that would be, <laughs> that would be, <laughs> So wild. It also doesn't really work on Zoom because you're just going to get booted. It's not yeah. like everyone's going to sit there and let you just. It, go yeah, off. that's true. That's true. So, but like, I mean, if that did happen, that would be so crazy. I love a bit of drama. But I um, mean, you know, it, it would be something like we would all like talk about afterwards. Yeah, like, exactly. Like, oh my that. god! But let's not have that happen. Yeah, and like that—that's yeah. the other thing—is the there's a feeling of even if you did not meet someone or you don't know them or you haven't like private messaged them, it would go a bit far to call them a friend, but it's, you feel like you know them a bit more than someone on Twitter. So like if something like that happened in office hours and someone went crazy, there's that feeling of like in real life walking out of an event. And even if you're laughing about something that happened with a stranger, there's still that like camaraderie. Yeah. Um, and it's because you're seeing the same people and people are sharing about themselves that isn't in a way to get attention. Yeah. Because there is likes 
and there are comments, but that's not why people are sharing. You don't, there's not a profile where everybody can see that everything you says gets like 6,000 likes kind of thing. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. You know, like Gabby put it in a good way. We like prioritize connection over competition. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, I, I, I love it. And I'm so glad that you like, it's always great to hear how, pe- how people are receiving it. Because I always say I'm in the center of the hurricane. So looking out, all I see are tables flying by. Yeah. Cows and people's toilets. So it's like a mess from where I'm at. Yeah. And I mean, that's that's the tough thing because you can never um, you can never have that perspective of, of being on the outside looking in. Yeah. This is yours. And and that makes that makes for a challenge when you're building something because you think you're going in the right direction and something isn't working, but you can't see that, Yeah, you know, on the inside looking out. So yeah, it's, um, that's where I think you're lucky because everyone is so open with, with how their experiences on high row affect them. Yeah. You know, I, I think you can, go to bed at night and and safely assume that everything's heading in the right direction. Yeah. Because people are passionate and they tell me, they give me their feedback. There have been plenty of things that have been like a miss, you know, like not everything is a success and people do, they just tell me and I'm reactive to that. Yeah. Uh, You know, my, my biggest thing is you don't know unless you try. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, like, uh, like I was saying to, to my friend, this, I don't know, I can't remember why this came up. I mean, I was half drunk. Um, <laughs> my first podcast podcast episode with Freighter RC. Um, I'm like, someone's like, do you want to jump out of a plane? I'm like, I don't know. I don't know until I jump out of a plane. You know yeah. what I mean? So, you know, uh, do you want to go skydiving? I don't know. I'm going to have to jump out of a plane to find out. To find out if I like that or not. It it sucks when you're 10,000 feet above the ground and you discover that you don't like. (laughs) But if you don't try, you're not going to know. So you come up with an idea. Oh, I want to do this with Hyro. Mm -hmm. It doesn't work out. Scrap it. It's not a failure. Yeah. And that lack of drama also helps me kind of, I think that's what you were kind of getting at earlier. Like I can, I feel safe trying new things Yeah. because I know I won't be like attacked. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Like I remember like on Twitter, we keep talking about this cesspool of Twitter, but on Twitter once I was just talking with someone. It is a cesspool. I was talking with someone about Columbia and Marianne and Britannia, just like the concepts of them, how, you know, I, I was, I've been thinking about it and how that's interesting. It's kind of like people like kind of like forced deities, kind of national spirit, like just all of that. Mm-hmm. And it just appeared in the comments basically in more words, like calling me like a nationalist basically. And I was like, I just, we're just talking about these ideas of these deities. I don't even personally practice this and like, that was one of the interactions it was early on in me doing the Twitter hiero that just had me be like, I'm so glad I have somewhere else to go. Yeah. Yeah. 
because that one had me sh- like they just came up with so much energy and they also retweeted and they were like can we all take down this platform um yeah. we all just agree that this is horrible and i was like that's so crazy and out of left field. They don't follow you. They never followed you. They're a complete stranger. This is your first interaction, but yet it's, you know, claws come out. You know what I mean? It's just They're trying to burn literally the whole thing down. They were like, let's rally to destroy this new platform. And I was like, yeah. what? Yeah, it's 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 mind-boggling. It, it's it's mind-boggling. But yet they would never say that to your face. Yeah. You yeah. know, um, I would have more respect if if someone literally came up to my face and said, I'm going to destroy your business. I'm like, all right. <laughs> yeah. Cause then like, I'd be like, okay. <laughs> I'd be like, bring it on. You yeah. know, that wouldn't bother me, but you know, like a, like a Twitter comment like that. Yeah. It, 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 it's like, it, cause it's, it's so out of left field because it's like, well, who are you? you, you left field and you also know the whole world can pile on if, yeah the fates decide that day. Yeah. It's not like that person telling them to fuck up your business is just that person. Even if it's 12 of them, it's just yeah. the 12 of them coming up to you that day. Yeah. Whereas on Twitter, if the right person sees it and feels some type of way, it can become literally what feels like half of Twitter. Yeah. Standing on your but neck. But what these people <laughs> don't realize is they're doing the equivalent of walking into a room packed full of strangers minding their own business yelling out at the top of their lungs mm-hmm. i don't approve of what you're doing therefore you have to stop and then yeah. immediately closing the door and never being seen or heard from again <laughs> like that's literally like that's that's the equivalent of what you're doing on twitter yeah we have to stop what we're doing because you one person out of seven billion doesn't <laughs> approve and we're never going to hear from you or see you again. But yeah, we have to readjust and change our lives. And then, or, and completely readjust your day if it gets traction, at least. Like, it can, yeah. can really spiral out of control. And yeah. it's crazy, like you said, because essentially it's just screaming into the void. Yeah. Yeah. But, like, sometimes on Twitter, like, the void screams back. And it's <laughs> kind of scary. Kind of yeah, yeah. And like I said, that's why I just don't even attempt to have intelligent conversation on Twitter Mm -hmm. or Instagram or Facebook because it's just not there to be had. Yeah, it's it's extremely hard. Right before I had an idea for something that kind of morphed into Hyro rather quickly because one I saw just, especially summer 2020, like we were talking about, I saw just the sharp increase in like conspirituality as you call Mm. it matrix of conspiracy and spirituality because right before Hiro I was like not everyone's into that but like you know I'm also into just more general spirituality and I had the idea one afternoon it was came to me out of nowhere this is part of the path of Hiro we're watching a documentary me and my boyfriend on women in hip-hop who influenced the fashion in like the early days. Okay. I don't know why, but after that, I was like, I'm going to start an alternative spirituality TV channel. (laughs) And I was like, how do you do that? I was like, would have to start on IGTV, I guess. And so for a few weeks, I'm trying to like make this thing and just experiencing 
the drag of trying to get traction for anything on Instagram with the algorithm and just all the backflips that you have to do and how difficult it is to have a meaningful conversation in the comments and all of that. I was just like, I've, I've said like probably like 10 different things that inspired me to start Hiro, but like mm -hmm. they all kind of like coalesced literally at the end of the summer of 2020. And that was one of them. I was just like, I just can't one, this is madness Two, this is not enjoyable. And three, I need to just actually do the thing I want to do. Yeah. Which is find people to talk about magic with. Yeah. Cause I am into, you know, the more accessible forms of spirituality as well. But I was like, why go for like, you know, McDonald's when I can have something better. Yeah. Something I actually want. Um, and yeah, I stepped out on a limb and it's been going pretty well. Pretty yeah. well. We're yeah. in a, we're in like a transitional place because now we are community dues are active and we're just like finding our voice. Um, on other social media platforms yeah. to just get people interested, have them, people are very interested when they find out Harrow exists. It's just now, you know, getting people to know that we exist. Yeah. And yeah. you're moving platforms. So that was the plan. That was a bit of possibly, no, I don't want to say hubris. It wasn't hubris. I have a tendency to pick up on the future and then live there. Mm, mm. So I was like, we definitely, this is something where I definitely want my own platform. I'd like to own the means to production, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Did some research and then literally was just living in this place that was, so basically it was a lot more cost prohibitive than I thought. Okay. Okay. The, the developers that I work with did build what we spoke about, but it does not look like a website that I can charge people for. Whereas Mighty Network, um, it's kind of weird as I'm realizing this with the new platform that we're building, we're approaching the founding thousand and I'm realizing all of the people that were on there originally I can bring to a new place with some less features because we all signed up to kind of build this thing together. Because mm. all the people were original, they were free, we're all kind of making this thing happen. What I can't do is the minute I charge one person, I cannot bring them to a place with less functionality. Right, right. So I realized and the place, the, the the new platform would have been less functionality because you were working within like a budgetary constraint? Yeah, because this is all self-funded. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I would have- It's not a dead idea. It's just a shelved- Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's okay. not that it's just shelved because now when I had that realization that I can't charge anyone and bring them somewhere for less, I also need to start charging people for the money to build the platform. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it all just kind of came to a head. And I realized in the interim, which was, again, the gods at work, the features that the majority, not all of them, the majority of the features we were looking to build on our own platform, 
Mighty Networks is rolling out in their current series of updates. Oh, okay. So it worked out rather nicely. So now mm -hmm. I have the majority of the things I want, or at least I will in the near future. Okay. While I keep my eye. Yeah, that's just a football that's like down the field. Yeah. Um, I did that recently, that living in the future recently with, um, I was like, I need to get out of the house. I'm going to go to a co-working space. I remembered that there's one in my neighborhood. I was like, that's perfect. My commute will be a walk. This is great. I'm going to go three times a week. Um, and the, the day pass is like $40 or something. And mm. I went one day, I had a great time. I got a lot done. And then afterward, I kind of realized I have other things. Like I can't be spending $40 a day going here. Yeah. But I was living in the future kind yeah. of thing. That's like a few steps down the road, but I have this tendency to like pick up on the scent and then live there, yeah. which may magically be good because I kind of went, I put my energy there. I put down a marker. The intention is there. I lived through physically the intention. Mm -hmm. um, so magically it may kind of be to my benefit, but sometimes it creates for things like me being damn sure a platform is coming. Yeah. And that's not right now. I just smelled something that's down the road. Yeah. And, you know, from a business perspective, you know, you, there's that balance, like, yeah, you want to have plans and, you know, building better, bigger, greater, blah, 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 blah but you can quickly overextend yourself and there's not the, the, cause, and again, because you're self-funding this, there's no positive payoff to you financially um, at a, you know, in the, in the beginning. Yeah. Yeah. So you really have to balance like, um, you know, like with my business as, as, as I was getting better and I can kind of, better project what my sales growth is going to be year yeah. over year and um it got to the point like my I remember the first time I ordered like the like a super large uh wax order and it ended up being a ton of wax one ton oh a literal wow. ton two thousand two thousand pounds of wax now usually when I order supplies like they come by ups or yeah, yeah, yeah. whatever. this had to come and again i work from home um this order came had to come by a transport truck on oh, pallets yeah and the guys needed to come out and and literally take it out of the the the, the trailer and 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 on the the pallet mover thing uh up to my house and but this order cost me $10,000. Mm -hmm. And it's like, okay, well, I, and, and the reason why I, I did it so high was because, you know, like the more you buy, the better yeah, the deal, deal. The supplier gets you. But also too, like you can spend X amount of dollars on shipping for half a ton yeah. and yeah. one ton is only 20% more shipping yeah. costs. You know what I mean? So there was that, that, mm -hmm. that there where um, it just, I was saving money. 
uh, by ordering, by spending more money, I was yeah. technically saving money. So it's looking at looking at that and looking at, okay, can I afford this? And is there, um, do, does the business justify ordering that amount? Because if you order so much mm -hmm. raw material and it's sitting there for a long amount of time, yeah that it takes so long for you to sell through, it's not really beneficial. Yeah. You know exactly. what I mean? Mm -hmm. So it's, it's kind of like, okay, I think this is, I, I think I can do this. I think this is a good yeah. move. Um, so I did it. Uh -huh. And um, that was a combination of, of the wax for my beeswax candles and for my, my uh, scented candles. Yeah. So I had estimated that, the beeswax portion was going to last me for six months uh -huh. and lasted me for three months. Uh -huh. Oh, wow. So it, it turned out it was the good yeah. to make. Yeah. But so you have to, because Hyro is going to be like, you have to think of Hyro as a business. Yeah. We can, we can talk woo woo all, yeah. all you want, but you have to kind of treat it like a business. Decisions. You know, I, I am, it's registered as a business. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, you, you want to plan for the future. You want to look towards the future, but you have to be careful how far you leap. Yeah. yeah, like that, that order could not have paid off the way I'd hope that it did, mm -hmm. you know, because like I said, if the raw material sits for such a long period of time, it's just like it's it wasn't it wasn't worth it, yeah. which you is know? like the platform. Um, I've chosen the perspective of. I mean, ultimately, it was a good exercise. I manifested all of that money out of nowhere. I didn't have it. Yeah. Like, I'm going to build this. I'm going to build this. And I went and I got the quote. I didn't have a fraction of that. Yeah. So it was a good magical exercise because I got it done. Yeah. But essentially now I do have a somewhat functioning site just sitting there. But I know I will get there. And like I said before, with the going to the a working space and kind of sitting there and actually like going through that and putting it in my brain. I know eventually, you know, the website will be revisited because I went and I like put my flag in a future somewhere. And now, but, and, and that goes back to what I say, like, you don't know, unless you try, like, yeah, it, it's hard to, okay. It's all well and good to say, Oh, I want my own platform, mm -hmm. but what are you aiming for if you don't know how much it's going to cost you? So you yeah. went through that work, you know, the goal that you need to set for yourself, yeah. you know, just like going to that co-working share space thing. Mm -hmm. Like, okay, that's great. And it sounded good in theory, but now that I'm here and doing, and that first day was great, but, oh, I just realized, no, I can't spend $40 yeah. a day. Mm-hmm. I have like other things I could be doing with that. Yeah, but, but you don't know until you do it. Yeah, so exactly. Do it and it's either a good idea or it's not a good idea. Yeah. You know? Mm -hmm. No big deal. Yeah. No big yeah, deal. It's definitely been such a learning journey because yeah, my last business, I was like 27. I had only like worked retail before. I had I didn't know anything about anything. It was a lot of 
a lot of hype. Like I said, I was doing like interviews. Duh, duh, duh. Were there any like clients? No, but it was like, bum, bum, bum. It was very like flashy. I didn't know anything. Um, I learned a lot about what not to do. Right. You know, which is good. And I also learned that you have to just stick with something. And I say that because when I started Couples Consolidated, Instagram was not what it is today. Right. We were, it was, you could post one type of thing, like one size, it was that. Um, there, was, there wasn't Canva. You couldn't like make your own graphics without having like Illustrator or Photoshop or something. Mm-hmm. But in the few years, because I started that in 2013, it's now 2021, so like seven years. Now, if I had stuck with it, I mean, COVID happened. So it was a blessing that it didn't because I'd be destitute. Yeah. <laughs> but there's stories, video. I could have had videos of the places we were making the dates for. I could have stories of people who've gone on, interviews, this, that, and the other. Had I decided to stick with it, thank God I didn't because now we know what we know with hindsight and everything. But yeah. I could have made that work. Yeah. I didn't stick with it. It got hard, confusing, life got hard. I was like, I can't. Right. But that was a big thing that I learned was stick with it. Just yeah. Pick a direction and just keep walking. Yeah. Stop walking. Don't change directions. Don't start following someone who's walking next to you. Just keep walking. Yeah. Yeah. And that's great advice for all aspects of life. Yeah. 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 It, it, if, if you set a, yourself a goal, then you gotta, you know, you gotta put in the work. You gotta see it through or else you're not gonna reach that that goal, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. It's, it's no different than me saying, well, I want to go to the kitchen, but yet, <laughs> but yet not walk to get there. <laughs> well, then what, what, what am I expecting to happen? Then you must not want to go to the kitchen. <laughs> I, 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 I guess I'm not as hungry as I thought I was, mm-hmm. you know, because I'm never going to get there. And that's another thing I had to realize, I guess I didn't want the things that I wanted as much as I thought that I did. Yeah. Because I didn't continue with them. Yeah. And again, in many ways, thank God I didn't. I'd be so annoyed by the life that I was creating for myself. Had I followed through, it would have been yeah. a lot. And then COVID would have been disastrous. Um, but yeah, it's been a... I've just been learning so much in so many different directions as a result of this. Magically, in business, about myself, there's a lot of shadow work going on, like I brought up before with the imposter syndrome. Yeah. And like money insecurities, like any number of things. I'm just learning about myself. It's just, it's a, I'm in, I'm in the crucible right now. Yeah. And I'm excited to see who I am when I finally get like lifted out of it. (laughs) It's exciting, you know, especially, um, you know, when you get to look back on, on those, those moments, those really transformative moments and uh, see how different you are and how far you've come and, Mm -hmm. and how so many aspects um, of your life has, has changed. And, uh, 
you know, usually for the, for the better. Yeah. Um, unless you derail yourself through, through this whole process, which I mean, happens to a lot of people um, mm-hmm. with magic, you know, they, they end up um, derailing themselves. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but no, it's, it's, it is exciting. It's, you know, and uh, like I was a doormat before that first initiatory experience where I just, I always use the term shattered because mm-hmm. I can see the moment in my head, like it happened yesterday. And it was just like, I shattered into thousands of pieces and I had to take those pieces and put oh, myself no. back together and discard pieces. I didn't like, um, and it's not all like, you know, um, just putting back the love and light pieces because I now one piece that I didn't realize I had until that happened and I kept it was the fuck around and find out. Yeah. Which I I never had before. Mm -hmm. I didn't realize was in me. So when when I held that piece, I'm like, oh no, I like that. I'm going to keep that. And I put that back in. So now it's like, fuck around and find out. Because yeah. I ain't playing. You I don't really understand that in the falling apart. Like, hearing you talk about that event makes me think that it wasn't magical or as flashy, but that that if I were to look at something that really set me on this path, I guess I would say it was like that breakup. Because mm-hmm. that was that moment, like, for you where I was like, what? so many parts of my life, my, the way I referred to it, my house of cards, like fell apart. Yeah, yeah. And I was like looking at this mess. And like you said earlier, if I met now who I was like on the street, we'd, we'd be fighting. Yeah. I would not like like this person. Yeah. Was the first time in my life I had felt like that. And like I said, I dived into the shadow work and all of this and the magic magic came later, but like if I were to point to an experience that did that for me, it would be that breakup because it completely opened me. It reoriented me back to spirituality. Right. I'd always been interested in it. It was not a feature of me. Nobody who knew me would list that in the top things when they were talking about me, but it completely reoriented me because I needed like a lifeboat. Yeah. It was at the point where I was just like, I need, you said there's like the, the first break in the second, the first one for me was like help. Right. I like, I need help. I need something help me. And I was put on that path. And the second one, fuck, I just had it in my brain. Give me one second. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. Right before that experience with Apollo, where I was in my life, I was thinking, there's something I'm missing. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah. Looking around and I just felt there's something going on and I'm missing it. There's more going on. And it wasn't even in a, in the beginning, it wasn't in a spiritual way. Cause I didn't know that's what was going on. I just knew I was like, there's something about like literally reality that I'm missing. There's right. something going on. And then that happened and poof. See, that was me when I was 14. And that's how I came to uh, magic and and, uh, paganism and whatnot, was that like, there's something missing. And I'm not sure what it is. But I'll know it when I find it. And that's what it was. 
Yeah. My House of Cards was good. It was, like I said, I had somehow, I don't know if it's a knock on, no, it's not a knock on wood. I don't know if it's a thank God or not thank God kind of thing, but I had gone until 27 without having anything like real happen to me. Mm. I'd never been forced to ask those questions. I'd never been forced to look at myself in that kind of way. Like I didn't, so at that pivot point in youth that most people turn toward alternative spirituality or the occult, I was, I didn't have, I didn't have a high school experience where I had a lot of angst. I didn't feel like an outcast at all. Right. right. So that like, it was very delayed, all of those questions. Cause I was one of those people, I was having a great time. Like mm-hmm. if you asked me, would I go back? I would say no. Um, life is a lot better now, but I was having a great time. Like, um, so I wasn't forced to look at myself in that way. Or right. Yeah. Those questions. So it was delayed for me. Yeah. I was, I think it was just before my 30th, I think that all of this happened. And that breakup was when I was 27. So it was my Saturn return and boy, was that wild. That was yeah. a wild. Yeah, but like I tell people when they're talking about their Saturn return, I was like, I don't know if this will be the case for you, but if it is anything similar to my experience, it will be incredibly an incredibly challenging string of years. But you will look back on it, and it has like a special aura to it, at least for me, because I mean, and this might have happened for you when you were, if that first shattering happened when you were 14 maybe you can look back and see this now for me i was just so raw it felt like i was a baby like i was rebirthed like literally walking down the street was like yeah. a vibrant experience that now that i've healed i don't feel like that walking around like everything is like searingly overwhelming i just felt completely yeah, like I was saying raw. And so when I look back on it, it has this special glow because you don't feel that way often. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Hard years, but like I look back on them and I'm so grateful for them. I learned so much. I, I, I just tell people my advice is just take the lessons. Don't defer them. Because remember, it's going to be another 27 years, going to be like 57, 60 years old. Yeah. When it's revisited upon you. And if you did not take the pop quizzes, because that's what I talk about. It's like Saturn Return is all the pop quizzes that you deferred from your childhood, from your teens, from your young adult. It's like pop quiz. What did you learn? You said you didn't want to do it back then. And so do it now. So when you're in like middle age, you're not dealing with shit that you deferred from being 22 years old. Yeah. Cause I feel like that's when you wind up going out and buying like the sports car and doing all of the, like having the implosions and all of that. You deferred a lot of lessons and like things like buying toys to make you feel better. That's a lesson that's probably been knocking on your door for a while. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's a good point. Yeah. When I, think, when I was 
27. Did I move to Texas when I was 20? Okay. When I was 27, what year, what year was that? That would have been 2008. So what happened to me in 2008? I moved to Texas. Mm. I moved to Texas in 2008. The, uh, the vice president of the company that I was working for called me, it was nine in the morning on a Wednesday. And she's like, hey, I was on the train. She's in uh, uh, the States. She offices in, in New York. She lives in um, Connecticut. I was on the, I had a thought I was on the train uh, heading into the office uh, this morning. Do you want to move to Houston? I'm like, sure. I had a thought on the train that I would just move to Houston. Yeah. And, <laughs> and she's like, do you want to move to Houston? I'm like, yeah, sure. And she goes, okay. Um, I'll see if I can get you on a flight either this afternoon or if I can't get you on a flight this afternoon tomorrow morning. So a couple hours later, I get a call back. She's like, um, you're booked. You have a 930 flight tomorrow morning. And I'm like, wait, I'm wait, on it. Wait, wait, I'm on it. And wait. I, I, the next morning I'm in a taxi heading to the airport, 930 plane takes off. I'm in Texas. And um, I came back uh, to Toronto, packed up my apartment, and went back to Texas. Wait, I'm gagging at the level of presumption that this woman had. She didn't presume anything. She, she asked if I wanted to move to Houston. I'm like, yeah. But like the presumption that you'd be ready the next day or in two days. No, that afternoon. Like, like, like what? No. <laughs> Why not? What else was I doing that day? What is I doing that day? I wasn't doing anything. I'm the type of person I need mental prep to go to the store. No, put me on a. Podcast. I don't know about this. I'm just like, okay, like that. Good for you. Like that's to me. That has me stuttering. Yeah, but I mean, like the when very I was, idea. When I, when I was in Texas, I was in a different city every day working you know what i mean okay, it's just, okay. you know it's just like no put like she, yeah when she's like I'll, I'll see if i can get a, a flight this afternoon if not today then tomorrow morning and when i got the phone call okay you're booked for 9 30 tomorrow morning it's like all right like okay that is wild i mean i had nothing else planned for the next day yeah, so, yeah. Know, why not just <laughs> move like it like if you're if 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 you have a day off and you're bored you might as well just move to another country yeah, you might as well just be out you know you might as well just move to another country that gives you you know that fills up your day a bit so that's what i did okay yeah i like that what is your sign i'm a scorpio okay okay i'd have to see the rest that that's a very mutable thing that you would just it, for me, it's not even the moving. I it's live the in the fact a that you, at the drop of a dime, you expect me to just be out. Like, that's so crazy. Oh, it's it's okay. Like, it's, okay, so it's 12, 11 a.m. here. If I could get on a plane in an hour and with like no plan, like I, I 
don't have plans to be on a plane. Uh-huh. I, I haven't planned a trip. If uh-huh. I could be on a plane in an hour, if someone's like, hey, um, do you want me to get you on this one 11 a.m. flight? But like, sure. I would go on a trip. She asked you to move. Yeah. I'm, but I live in a constant state of prepared to move because I okay. move so much for work that okay. um, it, it, it just, it you just, just didn't put down like roots like that. You knew. No, it's- no. It just, it okay. just, it That's just it. became regular, you know. Okay. I, I thought mean, you had a job yeah. somewhere like you had been there. And then she's like, do you want to go? Okay, this afternoon. Like, I'd be like, absolutely. Who do you think you are? Get out of here. Well, yeah, sure. That's fine. No big deal. Like, cause no, okay. if you were no. moving around, I could see that if you were used to just, if you were used to that. Yeah. I mean, normally I'd, I'd have a bit more notice yeah. like a couple of months, but no, I, I, I'm, I exist in a constant state of ready to move. Uh-huh. Not, n- not as much now, like with me having the business, I can't that. just pick up the business yeah. and move. Um, but no, that, that, that wanderlust is still, still exists in me like that'll never go away cool. but oh yeah no no the idea of getting a phone call and hopping on a plane to the new country you're living in six hours later that's not that's not shocking to me you mm-hmm. know that that's not yeah. scandalous you know I would do it, but like as much as i would be excited and verbally excited too it's not like i would be just bitching and moaning part of me would also be like wow like you really gave me like six hours <laughs> like just I just need the ment. like I said to literally to go to the grocery store I start thinking about it like an hour before so I cannot imagine no I mean no with errands and it's the same places I go to um I still like I'll okay I'm gonna leave at this time um I'm gonna take this route and da 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 da. I'm gonna wear this, and I'm gonna da da da. Like I'm a planner. Yeah. But something like that, you know. No, I just when it comes to stuff like that, like the moving bit, and just you know. And then when so I'm living in Houston, and um, um, I'm I'm with uh, like the um regional director i i can't think of the title and she's like do you want to move to austin i'm like yep sure done and then i just packed up my apartment and went to austin i mean but that's that's kind of cool as much as i'm like oh my god i couldn't know that's definitely like cool like you get that's a lot of experiences yeah it is it's It's like different places have such different energies i like exploring that oh make no mistakes there's Canada and the U.S. aren't as similar as a lot of people assume just because mm-hmm. we're next door neighbors. Um, even like crossing the border, like I'm only 45 minute drive north of the Canada-U.S. border. Mm-hmm. And so um, even driving the four hours to Duluth, Minnesota, like you're in a different country. The mm. The feel is different. The people are different. Yeah. Add Texas on top of that. Different. <laughs> um, that's a whole other world. Yeah. You know? yeah. Um, it's Americans plus Texans. Yeah. And yeah, um, yeah. People say they're from Texas first. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And um, 
the the one interesting thing is is that I've got used to moving to the point where I don't put down roots and I don't a, a city is just a place that I'm existing in at this moment. Mm-hmm. So I've never been like, oh, I wish I could live in X city again that mm-hmm. I used to live in until yeah. I moved to Houston. Mm. Houston, well, Ottawa, I lived in Ottawa. That's capital of Canada. It's really pretty. Um, I would be happy living there again. I wouldn't make a lot of effort to make that happen, but Houston, I would move back at a drop of a hat. Interesting. I've never been been to Austin. Yeah. Austin, I like. It's so beautiful. I lived in the hills, Northwest Austin, um, where it's very, very beautiful. Um, but between the two cities, I would, if I had to choose, I'd go back to, to Houston. Yeah. I'd, I'd go in a heartbeat. I'd, yeah. I'd be on the 11, six, uh, the one sixteen in the morning flight. Yeah. I was about to say, apparently in a few hours, you would just yeah. be ready to go. Oh, I, I, yeah. Um, I mean, again, I can't just, um, start a business as a Canadian, yeah. just, go to the States and start a business. It's not that simple. Um, But, you know, barring reality for a moment. Yeah. I'd move back to Houston in a heartbeat. Yeah. Loved it. Loved it. But I lived in the inner loop. um, And it's a big city, huge population, but they're like, I'm used to like, you're New York. So, Mm -hmm. you know, everything's packed in and up. Yeah. I'm used to Toronto. Everything's packed in and up. Well, there it's all spread out. Yeah, it's all just spread it's out. Just all spread out. And, you know, like downtown, I remember when um, my friend Chris took me downtown for the first time. It was the middle of the day and it was like a ghost town. I'm like, mm-hmm. where is everyone? And he looks yeah. at me and he's like, they're in their offices. They're working. It's the middle of a work day. Yeah, but, like, but where I'm, is everyone? Though? I'm used to downtown, like live, work, play, mm-hmm. you know? Um, so living in that inner loop, you're in a big city, but it doesn't really feel like it's so much. You yeah. can really get around really, really easily in a car. Yeah. Um, you know, and I, I didn't live in the suburbs, so I didn't have to deal with that, that, um, that traffic, you know, rush hour uh, twice a day. So I got the best of a big city without it really feeling like it was a big city. Yeah. Um, I mean, my, um, my, my apartment complex was like 11 acres. Mm-hmm. They don't build up, they build out. So, yeah, you know, like, That's a lo- whoa, wait, 11 acres. It was gated. Um, That's crazy pools gyms you know what i mean like it's like just several it, it, wow. and you know to, to me being canadian anything with a palm tree is a resort yeah <laughs> so i felt like i was living in a resort yeah. you know what i mean with like with the pools and the palm mm-hmm. trees and the gym and it, it oh yeah like oh i wonder i think i have like just to kind of give oh yes yeah so that's where I like, that's where I lived. I don't know if. No, it is not translated bright and blue. Oh, it's kind of. No, no. No, it's not going to work. I mean, it's, it's gorgeous. It's gorgeous. 
I've only ever, I've traveled abroad more than I have around the country. Um, yeah. Which I feel like happens a lot when you're from New York. Yeah. Um, yeah, I've only ever lived in New York and Chicago. I was in Chicago for- Oh, I love Chicago so much. I hate. Do you? No offense to anyone listening. I hated it. I went to U Chicago. So we were a little outside of the city, but like one of the things that flabbergasted me was that I could see downtown, literally see the buildings and it still took like two hours to get there. Oh, okay. that's yeah. unacceptable. And then, you know, the downtown area is small but like being not from the Midwest, you have this, you know, the second city, all of this. And you think Chicago is like, you know, kind of like New York, but like a little smaller. No, it's like the downtown area. And then all of these neighborhoods that are part of like Chicagoland, which is like a whole quarter of the state, the whole thing, to, it just didn't vibe with my energy. <laughs> it just did not vibe with her energy. Like I just, it just was not the place for me. Yeah. No disparagement to anyone who likes it or who lives there. Oh, I love Chicago. The energy is very New York. Like there are places I think about going, I was like, it would be cute to move there. And I feel like, I'm like, ultimately would I be annoyed? Yeah. yeah. Ultimately, there are so many places I think about and I'm like, that's cute for a vacation. Yeah. But one- Nashville. There, Nashville I'd like to live in. That's how I've driven, not like through. We had like lunch, I think, when we were it's driving. It's big through. without being really big. It's mm-hmm. easy to get around. And it's just, it's such a great, it's such a great city. But New York, I love New York. Yeah. See, the thing is, I've only ever been to New York on business. Mm. So. Never got to play, really. Well, no, no, no. There was, there was plenty of play, but I, you know, my um, limos are are paid for. My oh, yeah. limos are paid for. Yeah, so you would love New York. Yeah, so <laughs> it, it was never, it was never on my own dime. And um, but oh, I love, 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 love New York. Yes, and I love New York. Energy, just love the energy. Yeah. Yeah, it's such a great city. It is such, such a great city. I like um, going up to the Upper East Side and Upper West Side and um, just kind of going down the side streets and whatnot. Mm-hmm, so uh, pretty. They're, they're pretty and they're quiet and mm-hmm. peaceful. And it, it's, see, that's what I, I love about New York is I love the hustle and bustle of big cities and just being surrounded by people. Mm-hmm. And what's great with New York is you just have to turn a corner and it can be literally, there's no one there. A ghost town. Yeah. A ghost town. In like, like 40,000 mid- people across the street. Yeah. Midtown Manhattan. And between you're on, you know, uh, 55th between, you know, eighth and ninth. Mm-hmm. And it's just, there's no one and it's quiet. And because yeah. all the buildings are tall, even that traffic noise has become muffled. Yeah, like, it's muffled. Yeah, you know? you're in like your own little zone. And, you know, and, and you can just breathe. And then when it's, I need, I need my people and you just hit Fifth Avenue and you're, you and a million of your best friends or altogether. <laughs> it's such a great city. Oh, I love it. Love yeah. it so much. Absolutely it, it, love it. The energy is different after COVID, but 
not in like a bad way. Mm. Um, not in a bad way. I don't go out too often, so because I am working on Hyro now, but it is coming back to life. And Kyle's saying people are back on the subways and stuff, and so yeah. they'll start to get like rowdy again. Oh yeah. Um, but at least when I've gone out, it like it's a bit of a chiller vibe. Um, especially where I'm at. I'm in Brooklyn. Yeah. And people in New York City are so nice and friendly. Yeah, that's everyone says we're so rude. Like literally anyone you stop, ask anyone anything, they will stop and give you they will advice. stop. That's the thing. You ask anyone for directions, anything, they will stop and they will help you. Like and it's on end and make themselves late. Yeah, and they will make sure they're like, no, no, no. You need to repeat my directions word yeah. for word three mm-hmm. times before I walk away from you because I don't yeah. want us to get lost. Yeah. Go to Toronto, which is our our mm-hmm. New York City, mm-hmm. and people are rude and unfriendly and unhelpful. Mm-hmm. You know, but you 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 any New York street and you stop someone they're going to stop and interact with you. Yeah. They're great. It's, oh, it's such a great city. So being from New York, one of the things that, one of my gripes with Chicago is, you know, everyone talks about the Midwest and everyone is so nice. And that wasn't asking me how I am and like not listening for an answer isn't nice. Yeah. Or not taking the time to help me find this, that, or the other isn't very nice. And it's like this, patina of niceness like yes you're smiling and you asked me how I am did you like help me do anything yeah like in New York not everyone but you know sometimes you give somebody wrong directions is someone going to chase me down the street to be like sorry no actually go this way there was none of that at least not in my experience main gripe with Chicago was other things but it was that was one of the things I noticed because as I'm going everyone's going like they're so nice Everyone in the Midwest is so nice. And I I wonder, because I think about this with Toronto, I wonder if people, and again, like people in Chicago aren't as friendly as and nice as people in New York. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. I wonder if, if it's a chip on the shoulder sort of thing, like, because they're not New York, they're not LA, you Um. know? But but they're compared to them because of their their bigger size. And I think about that like Toronto, like Toronto wants to be the New York of Canada, but it's nowhere near New York. So is there like a a, a chip on your shoulder? I don't know. I don't that, know. You know, that was one of my thoughts when I yeah. was I was like, it's just you're upset because it's not yeah and but i will say you know like the the manners and and um please thank you how are you that's typical of the midwest and typical yeah. of canadians yeah we're raised like that <laughs> so they become automatic oh yeah performative um when i moved to texas and one thing um uh some of the ladies were were kind of like teaching me about Texas and whatnot. They said, you know, uh, Southern hospitality is a thing. It exists until we get to know you. Mm. And then the claws come out. Mm-hmm. 
you know? Yeah. Uh, so Southern hospitality to strangers, mm-hmm. you know, and it could be genuine. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, but the, the pleasantness isn't the only um, feeling and, 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 yeah. and go to, you know, um, the difference that people pick up with New York is because and it might be percep whatever like New Yorkers are busy we're always mm-hmm. literally like because of the way the things are laid out we ha- probably have to walk far to somewhere right yeah. and there's this like you were saying there's this outward hospitality and niceness in these other cultures Canadian and Southern where New, New Yorkers aren't giving you that front facing. Like yeah. you just have to ask, like you have to interact. Yeah. If you're not, I'm not, you know, I will, if you're walking too slow, I'm going to push you while you're walking down the street because you're walking too slowly down the street. Yeah. It's not because I have a problem with you. You're walking too slowly and I have places to go. Yeah. Um, I'm not going to say, excuse me, but if you drop something, you know, well, you can't say you can, but you can't say excuse me because you'd be saying it a thousand times a day. You know? Yeah, like and I have to, I have to go. And no one in, leave and, you know, and I'm- no one, no one in New York expects you to, so it's not a big deal. Mm-hmm. And you know, everyone's everyone has the same mentality. Like even that slower walker still has places to go. Just at a different pace. At a different pace, but they get why you push them out of the way yeah 100 like no there's no fights over the like yeah and i think because everyone's you know off to their next destination and that's what they're focused on i think part of why new yorkers are so friendly and helpful is because oh someone just acknowledged me and spoke to me and i get to interact (laughs) yeah a little bit you know yeah yeah Yeah. it's definitely that a little bit yeah um you need to understand the culture you're going to, whether that's a new city like New York mm-hmm. or a different country. You uh, need to understand the culture because if you go to New York and you're going to get offended every time someone kind of shoves you aside because you're in their way and they're in a hurry, mm-hmm. don't go. Like <laughs> if you can't, if you can't handle that, if you can't get over yeah. that, you don't, need people to be. New York is not the place to go if you need nice. Yeah, they're, they're not being mean. They're not nice. They're not being violent. Yeah. They're not being aggressive. They're being busy. Yeah, there's just, no just further on top. That's the culture. Yeah, and you you need to you, you need to accept that because that's the culture. You're the guest. Mm-hmm. You know that's that's coming in. Um, you know the the twelve million people or, or eight million whatever you have, they're not all gonna oh. Sean's arrived and he doesn't like it. <laughs> completely readjust their culture until he leaves. Um, just no, it's more just, like fuck Sean. But, yeah, she's <laughs> um, like going to a different country. Like you need to understand the culture. Yeah, um, because if you feel okay with it, you're like a visitor. However, they are. Yeah. It's not like personal. Yeah, that's just if, the flavor of the place. Yeah, if X, Y, and Z offends you, and X, Y, and Z is part of this culture don't go maybe don't go yeah you know it's as simple as that yeah maybe you take your kids to mcdonald's instead so <laughs> um sean i'm afraid i need to eat dinner oh no i mean we've been at it for three hours now like that's plenty of time you're you're not you're, you're not 
cutting things short. It's been three hours. <laughs> so, um, but before we go, um, mm-hmm. now these are all going to, for, for all the, the listeners and, and the viewers, yeah. I'm going to put these in the show notes anyways, but um, uh, where do we send people? Uh, yeah. yeah. The, the, the website, the social media. So um, let everyone know where to go and not so- in a New Yorker way. Yeah, no, okay. So if everyone very kindly likes to visit us or join our very humble community, um, no. So you can www.itshiro.io, I-T-S-H-I-E-R-O.io to sign up or find out more information. If you would like to visit us on Instagram, it is hiro.club. And if you, you would like to find us on Twitter, it is its underscore hiro. Um, yes, and we look forward to meeting anybody that stops by and joins. It's a very friendly community. You will quite literally be welcomed by people the first time that you post. Absolutely. And yeah, come and build a new occult future with us. We're just trying to create a place where we can all learn and share and experience together. And one thing that I will say before I finish my little Hiro rant is if you are interested in getting to know other people who will take an active interest in the growth of your practice, then check Hiro out. Mm-hmm. Every is constantly helping each other refine, expand, and perfect their practice. Absolutely. Yeah. Well said. Of course, you're the founder. Yeah, <laughs> you, you've created so, you, you've created a whole world. I, so, I'm going to be yeah. thinking about that all night. I love that perspective and that whole tangent we went on about the gods. It's going to yeah. have me for hours. Keep it, keep it in your head. It's it's uh, it's a good uh, it's a good focus point. Thank you, thank you, absolutely, and thank you for being on my little podcast, my new podcast. It's very kind of you. Um, yeah it was absolutely fun Um, and again as always thank you to listeners and the viewers who are viewing this on my YouTube channel Um, uh, in addition to um, uh, all of Hyro's links website where you can go uh, in the show notes um, if you want to follow me and uh, the Lux Files um, in the show notes, there's uh, slash links. That's going to get you to all my social media, all of uh, the Lux Files social media, um, my website, uh, YouTube channel, everything's there. So you can just click where you want to go. Uh, so make sure you follow the, the Lux Files on um, YouTube, Facebook, Twitter. I'm on uh, Instagram under Leilokenzawin. Um, yeah. Like- audio and on spotify or anything yet are you planning on doing that uh, these you can hear my podcast wherever you get your podcast Perfect. okay yeah, yeah. it's okay. everywhere it's everywhere i like to spread it around you know same same i like to spread it around <laughs> so anyways thank you everyone for listening again i'm sean the host of the lux files and i hope everyone enjoyed this conversation and Have a good night. Thank you. Bye, Sean. Bye.